The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Good evening. In the 40 years of the nuclear age, we've grown accustomed to its vocabulary and even somewhat hardened to its ideas. Fallout, radiation sickness, zones of destruction, megatons, even megadeaths. The phrases have become part of everyday speech. Recently, a new one has been added that has introduced a fresh sense of urgency into the nuclear debate, the nuclear winter. That's to say, the belief of some scientists on both sides of the East-West divide that a large-scale nuclear exchange would not only wreak the vast destruction and death that we all think we know about, but would throw so much dust and smoke into the atmosphere that the planet's climate would be drastically altered. The sub-zero temperatures of a nuclear winter would threaten the survival of the survivors. This thesis is the subject of several high-level inquiries, even one backed by President Reagan himself. The onus, as one authority put it, is for those who doubt the nuclear winter now to disprove it. Tomorrow night, in a documentary called On the Eighth Day, you can see the scientific evidence that lies behind the nuclear winter hypothesis. That will be followed by a special Newsnight debate, which I'll be chairing, on the strategic and defence implications of the new evidence. But we start tonight with the advent of a nuclear war itself. What would happen if Britain came under a nuclear attack? How would ordinary people survive the impact of the blast and the conditions that scientists say would result from a nuclear exchange? Threads is a drama. The characters and events are fictional, and it deals with something that has never happened. But it draws on a vast amount of scientific information amassed over the last 40 years on the likely effect and destructive power of nuclear war. Some of the scenes which follow may distress you. Threads was made in and with the cooperation of the people of Sheffield. Imagine watching that as a 12-year-old, which is what I did. And I know that loads of you, because we talk about this film Threads a lot, more than is healthy for us. I know that loads of you were forced to watch it as part of, um, well, sometimes in assembly, sometimes in religious education classes at the age of 13, 14, 15. It's without a shadow of a doubt one of the most horrific things I've ever seen in my life. Um, and, um, <laughs> uh, we've got one of the stars of it on the phone now. It's Reese Dinsdale. Good evening, Reese. How are you doing? Ian? <laughs> I'm very well. Listen, we won't talk only about threads. And I, and I know that's probably not the, 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 uh, gut buster warm up introduction you were expecting. I was say, that's quite, quite an intro. That's taken me back a bit. <laughs> not the cheeriest to start. Oh, man. Honestly, Reese, first of all, it's such a thrill to talk to you, man. And, um, bless you. And I know we said this on Twitter, but I've always had a soft spot for you ever since my sister, um, years and years and years ago, I'm going to say it, she had a crush on you uh, (laughs) when you were um, starring in Home to Roost with John Thor. Right, okay. Uh, and uh, that was that was some time ago, and um, and she wrote off. She wrote off to you, and uh, a few weeks later, you sent a signed picture back. And I know for a fact that she still has that frame somewhere in her house. <laughs> and I just, <laughs> I, <laughs> no, I just, it just, it, as I was, I, I was only young then, but it just struck me as what, what a nice bloke. 
And um, well, bless you. And it's and it, so thank you for doing that because I know it, it it made her day, and and it and it, I, I just thought what a nice bloke. Um, let's start with home to roost, man. How long ago was that? Well, fun enough, it was um, right on the heels of Threads. Um, oh. We made we made Threads in uh, 1984, right in the spring, um, and in fact, I think I started rehearsals with John. Uh, John Thor in January of '85. Um, so they were, it was a very uh, fertile period, yes, for me. It, what, it was hot on the heels. What, so you what couldn't compl- get a more contrasting piece. I was going to say, man, from from <laughs> dark the, the light and the shade. Yeah. Um, thread threads was. I know it's just come out on a on a Blu-ray. It's been remastered, a double disc edition, and I know you I know the Americans have got the Blu-ray, and I think we've just got oh. a remastered. DVD of it, but yes, it has been done on Blu-ray in America. Okay, I'm surprised the Americans yeah. can understand it because they need subtitles yeah, for English yeah. accent. <laughs> um, it was it it, it it it's incredible, you know. And um, we do talk about it a lot on this show. I watched it again okay. about ten years ago, thinking, well, it can't right. be as bad as I remembered. It's an incredible film, even now. It's an incredible film, isn't it? Well, I, I've I've not watched it perhaps for thirty. T- Three years. Right. Um, I mean, we made it, in, as I say, in 84. I, I can't remember it came out in the autumn or in, in, in a year later. I'm not sure. Probably in the autumn. But it must be well over 30 years since I've seen it myself. So, funnily enough, I, I bought the, um, the remastered edition last week. I've not watched it yet. Um, and I, I'll be really interested to see if it, it does hold up. But um, I put that out on Twitter because just because it was being remastered and people told me it was. And I, I said exactly that. And, and, and people have said, my God, it's incredible. It still does. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's as scary today as it was then. And I'm actually deliberating at this morning. It's funny you should say what you did in your intro, but my wife said yesterday, maybe we should watch it with the kids all together now. And my, my daughter's 17 and my boy's nearly 14. Oh, and I'm kind of in two minds because uh, so all the people who, tweeted me and sent messages and said, it really, really scarred me. Yeah. And it was really, uh, it was the most terrifying thing they've ever, ever seen. So I, I'm not sure whether I should, uh, whether he's old enough yet. <laughs> well, I, I say, I watched it when I was about 12, 13 years old. And I'd yeah. forgotten, I just found on YouTube that introduction. And I remember, as soon as I saw that intro from the BBC, that very serious po face, you know, yeah. this is what we were about to see is, is it could, could yeah. happen. Um, and, and it was, and, and they showed it in schools, Reese. They made teenagers watch it in schools. I didn't know this till many years later, and somebody said to me, no, we show it all the time. It's been shown in school. I think, what? Mm. <laughs> but uh, obviously, it was, um, it was a, a, I, even though I say it myself, it was a, a brilliant, hard-hitting piece. And, uh, and, and they thought that message should be, you know, got out there to did, all and sundry. Did you know, the, the, the day you got the script, did you realise this was something that was going to be a bit special? Well, this is the, the, the thing, uh, like I said to you, I'm not sure how, how much your listeners will want to hear me, because it is 34 years ago, and yeah. I, my memory is very hazy about yeah. the whole period, to be honest. I mean, there's a lot of things I've done since, and, and it's it's just one of many, but I am very proud of it, I must say. Uh, but so my thinking back, I can't quite remember. What I do remember is is reading it and thinking, this is extraordinary, an extraordinary piece. Um and it, of course, was written by Barry Hines, who, for me, where I come from, I'm a, I'm a Yorkshire lad. I was born and raised in the heartlands of uh, the West Yorkshire, the mining towns, and uh, and and, and uh, 
Barry Hines was just uh, the, the most fantastic writer. I mean, talking about showing kids things, I showed my boy Cares for the first time about six oh, months ago, wow, which yeah. is a kind of rites of passage film, yeah. isn't it, for any young kid? And uh, well, I absolutely broke his heart. That's why I'm reticent to, to show him threads. <laughs> but, but I remember reading this and thinking, this is by Barry Hines. Oh, my God, yeah. I might be in a Barry Hines film. Uh, irrespective of the fact that it was an absolutely brilliant you know, subject matter, it was the height of the Cold War, mm. wasn't it? We were all very aware it was. It was probably all, hopefully not, you know, could be imminent. Um, so I just remember reading and thinking, this is a, a fantastic piece uh, and, and wanting the part desperately. And, and there you go, got lucky. How, how did you get into the acting, Reese? What, what was kind of, what, what were your mum and dad doing? How, uh, uh, and, and okay. What, 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 did, what well, was the reaction when you said, I want to be an actor? Very strange. I mean, my dad was originally uh, for many years a miner, and then he went into work in a factory. My mum was a nurse. Uh, they have no history of uh, acting in the family. Um, and I was forced into a school play at, a, at an early age. I think I played Tom Sawyer. Uh, didn't want to do it, but I did it. And it's the usual cliche. I got praised for it and clapped. And, and I thought, my God, for the first time in my life, people said I, I was good at something. Yeah. So from the age of 12, I just thought... Um, I want to be an actor. I want to do. I want to do this. I had, a, you know, I just, this is what I want to do. And I wouldn't uh, be thrown off it. I, 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 people I used to take tons of kind of ridicule and, and abuse at school from my mates, thinking, "What well, want to be a bloody actor? What's that about?" You know. Um, and and I just from the age of twelve wanted to do it so badly that I, I, I when I got to seventeen, I auditioned for drama schools, went to London as a, a very young eighteen-year-old. And uh, and the rest is history. Just just followed the dream, really. And your parents were cool with it because I remember because I I, I I wanted to be an actor. That was the plan. And I studied performing <laughs> arts, but I wasn't very good. So I did a bit of comedy. Then I ended up presenting, which isn't okay. presenting's not a real job because you, you basically. You, oh, I don't know. No, I it's, do it. <laughs> no it, but it's just it's just you just sat there talking to other people. That's it. That's a gift, mate. That's well, you. that's hard. I mean, I'm one of these people. I think I became an actor. It's funny you should say that. Because I'm sitting here my own home, being nervous. Uh, but I think I became an actor um, because I could also hide behind other people. I think I was a, yeah. I think I was a nervous as a, as a young kid and I hadn't found my voice. Um, you could argue my bipolar days, I still haven't. Um, but what I found in acting was I was able to express myself in a way that I'd never known how to do before. Um, and I thoroughly, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I could escape into it. So I think what you do is a gift because you, you can be you and you can be honest and you can say what you like and you don't maybe care. You just think I'll put it out there. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm not confident enough. Uh, I wasn't then certainly, uh, to perhaps be me, uh, as, as much as I would like. And it, so it was a great outlet for me to express myself. It's, no, uh, and my parents were great, yeah. to be fair. I mean, they didn't know the first thing about auditioning for drama schools. My God, I'm, I'm in a mining town in West Yorkshire, and I'm going to London, and they're dropping me off at the train in Wakefield, and I'm going down there, and I'm doing a bit for an audition and coming back there, and the club. But funny enough, and this is not me being arrogant, I hope, uh, I, I, I got into the first four that I went for. There we go. And yeah, so well what done. I think they what I think they went was, my God, the lad must be able to he must have something if they're all giving him a place. Yeah. So from that point on, Ian, they went, right, we're backing him. And 
they backed me to the hilt and they saw everything that we still have to this day. They're 86 and they've seen every single theatre piece that I've ever been in and my mum still watches reruns of Home to Roost and you know all the rest of it. And it's crazy, but was, they were brilliant. I was going to say, is your mum still with us? They both are. Oh, uh, I, saw right. her, I saw her this morning, then about an hour away, and I ended uh, up in Yorkshire. Can, well, they, they, then I have to ask, if your mum and dad are still with you, I've got your, I have your CV in front of me, and you've done so much, you, you've been, you know, consistently in work. Was the biggest thrill when you were on Coronation Street? Because that would have, that for, for any mum, <laughs> surely, that to have their boy on Coronation yeah, I think Street. for them it perhaps was. Not, not for me, although I, I love Corin, I love all the soaps that I just, I can't sing the praises of that soap actors enough. Uh, they get a lot of, uh, 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 you know, not everyone respects them. And, and my God, the work that some of those actors do day in, day out. Oh, they're doing like five shows, a, five shows a night uh, now. It's, it's ludicrous, ludicrous. But, but they're all, you know, most of them are absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Uh, so for mum and dad, that was that was the, the pinnacle in a way. But not, yeah. not, not for me. Uh, it was, it was um, I, I had a dabble in it and, uh, and I enjoyed it to a degree. But it, it, wasn't, it wasn't necessarily what I... I'm yeah. about really, I suppose. Yeah, um, you, you talk about confidence and and maybe lacking yeah. confidence as a younger man and being nervous now. And I think mm-hmm. people are always, you know, surprised when actors and performers go, "Actually, I'm a little bit nervous." But uh, I think the yeah. insecurity is quite a big thing in it. Um, but then you've you've been directing a lot recently, and yep. that 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 does require a different kind of confidence because you've got to walk into a room. Yeah. With however many people are in it, and the, t- the mm-hmm. stage managers and the lights, and they go right. This is what I want to do. Yeah, and I'm finding my feet. Uh, I, I, as you say, I've been doing it for the last five or six years, and it's just television. In fact, it's not theatre. It's, it's it's just right. been television dramas, and um, it's the same thing. You walk into a room on day one with the whole cast and the whole crew, and you have to take command, and you used to you have to stand up and speak. And it's been it's been a learning curve, and I didn't know if I had that in me, but I. I think what I've had all, all along is an ability to to dare myself to do things, yeah. um, which I think is required, actually, for the job. It's all right being insecure, but you can't be a wallflower totally to be an actor. You have to, you have, to have courage and a, and a bravery to get up there and actually do it, uh, which I've always been able to do, as I say, as another character. But this the directing lark is a different thing. It's me. Um, and so I, they, I was afforded the opportunity. Really, it came out of the blue. I was I was playing the main part in one of these dramas that Jimmy McGovern uh, does called Moving On. Yeah. And they turned around to me and said, "You really ought to direct." And it was I was the ripe old age of, of uh, fifty-two, and um, and I thought, "What?" But I thought, "Well, okay, let's not look a gift horse in the mouth. Let's have a little go." And I did, and I and I I, I, I dove in, and you know, held my nose. And um, and uh, <laughs> it works, and they keep asking me back, so I must be doing something. You must be doing something again, Jimmy yeah. McGovern. I mean, it, you you have worked with some of the best writers this country has spat out, haven't you? I guess I have, and and it's I'm I'm very honoured. Uh, it's, it's 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 wonderful, you know. When you, yeah, I mean, I don't want to be on your show and start saying yes, I've worked with so and so and so and so and so and so, so, but I have worked with some great great people. Um, uh, and it's a joy, and uh, without those words, you can do nothing, because it all starts with the writer. When, it's, when you're uh, working order. with someone like Jimmy McGovern, I, I mean, is it, is it the, the script is set in stone, is it? I mean, what, what kind of well, input well, do you well, get? With this, with this uh, series, Jimmy did the first series, yeah. and then from then on, he, he 
he's now like the exec producer, but he's really like oversees every single right. script. Yeah. So he doesn't write all the scripts now. He does. He oversees new writers, seasoned writers, writers who write with him on things like The Accused, The Street, um, Broken. You know, he, he, so he's very much involved. So Jimmy is all over it. Um, and, and it's just incredible. You know, I'm, I'm there uh, doing a, a conference call with, with, with Jimmy McGovern discussing a script that I'm about to direct. And I'm, trying, <laughs> I'm having to pinch myself because it's like, I'm talking to Jimmy McGovern, and he's asking me what I think I think about scene 34 wow. and blah, blah, blah. I think this is ridiculous. Um, but it's a joy. And, I, you know, I'm a big boy now, and that's what I do. And, and, uh, and it's, been, it's been wonderful. Um, what are you working on at the moment, then, Reese? What's, what's happening just, at the moment? Just finishing, just finishing one, in fact. Um, another one. Uh, it's a, it's a, a drama uh, about the state of the, the education piece. Um, and I've just finished the edit, and I'm just about to go into the dub. So um, that should be out um, either at the back end of this year or... January, February of next year. I never know when, when they're going to be out. But, uh, yeah, so I've had my, my directing um, hat on. And before that, I was I was doing some, some theatre. I was playing, um, I was doing a bit of classical theatre, in fact, doing uh, Howlett Solness in, in The Master Builder by Ibsen. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I just keep ringing the changes when I can, really. It's funny, isn't it? To be, uh, I mean, you, you started sort of in the early 80s. And to still be working in, in you know, 2018, uh, consistently working... That's not bad going, is it, for for a, a lad from Yorkshire? Yeah, Yorkshire? I think that. I think you know, you can. You, the grass is always greener somewhere else. Someone's always doing better than you, and that's fine. But I've I've come to a, a realization that I do what I do, and if I enjoy that, um, that's all that matters. You know, I, I've I've had a fantastic career. I hope to continue, but it's not about that. All that kind of youthful ambition that you mm. have in, in my business leaves you somewhat. I'm still driven by the passion I have for. for performing and for and for creating and being an artist but i don't I, i'm not mad for it if you know what i'm saying i just love doing it i don't i don't sit at home eaten up by the fact that i'm not doing this i'm not doing that as points did, i just get get on with what i do did you have that for a while i'll tell you what years ago reese i started on a show called the 11 o'clock show and on on, on that show right. was ricky gervais and sasha baron wow. cohen you know, oh my I, God. Yeah, I know. So you're on a show working with, with yeah. pe- two of the funniest people literally in the world. On the planet. On yes. the planet. And of course, they go off to, you know, to, to Hollywood and make movies and make millions of dollars. Yeah. And I must admit, Reese, for, for a good few years, I was consumed by mm-hmm. that, that. That should have been me. I should have been doing that. I, you, you know, That's I haven't normal, got it now. Really, isn't it? That's okay. That's normal. You're allowed that. Yeah. Uh, you, can, you can feel that. You would be a bit weird if you didn't. So did you have that? Yeah. A bit when you see people like I don't know I don't know who your peers might be Tim Roth or, or, or Gary Oldman and stuff go off and do movies and things was there was there a, a period when you were younger and you thought ah oh, man that should be me yeah maybe I mean funnily enough you mentioned it Tim and I did a, a, a two hander film for BBC One about a true story about two lads who dressed up as coppers and went around nicking people in a, in a souped up police car for ulterior <laughs> lights and things like that but but you know so but yes I worked around Gary very well and they went off and did Hollywood and I didn't. And, and there you go. But, you know, I think you get to a point where you go, you've got to look at yourself and what you do do and, 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 and what you do deliver. And I'm very happy with, uh, with what I've delivered. Uh, I have no problem with that. Mm. I know. And it's, it's you know, if I, if I can feel contented with that, then that's all that matters. It's, it's not always 
down to that, though, is it? It's, you know, yeah. there are all sorts of things that happen uh, that take people here, there, and everywhere. Uh, you're not always in charge of that. So you have to let go of that. You, you, it would kill you. Uh, so that went long ago. Uh, and I'm many, many years ago, but I, you know, I'm much happier yeah. for it that I, that I just believe in what I do and enjoy what I do. Um, that's, 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 that's the attitude that I'm grasping towards as I get older and it's great. And it is, <laughs> and I think it does come with age. I think it comes with age. Uh, yeah, it does. I letting go. Does. I'm 58, you know, I'm an old what? man. Uh, what? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I, You've still got yeah. a young boy's voice. What's, what's, what's 58? What are you talking about? Really? <laughs> well, what was, what was weird was going back to home to roost was what happened with that was very few people know this. And, and it's like, um, everybody goes, you're 58. What are you talking about? Um, I, I played Matthew Willers in Home Truths. It was age 17. The character was 17. Yeah. And they saw all these 17 year olds with part and they couldn't get the right. They couldn't get the right actor to work with John. So they, the producer had seen me in a, in a play at the Royal Court. This is yes, John Thorpe, by the way, for people who don't know. It was a, it was a okay, sitcom sorry, with, with sorry, John Thorpe. Sorry. Sorry. We've got kids listening to us, Reese. Okay, John Thorpe. <laughs> okay, so well, well, John Thorpe was a very, very, very famous actor. Yes. Um, but, you know, for the kids listening. Um, <laughs> and, um, and in fact, my dad used to let me stay up to watch him in the Sweeney. Oh, wow. I think it was Thursday night, so at 8 o'clock, I, I, was, I was staying up watching John Thorpe. Your Thor, Nick, so when they said many, many years later, um, you know, uh, do you want to do this, this two virtually, a two-hander sitcom with John Thor? And I was, I'd left drum school, I was doing threads and this, that, and I was thinking, I don't want to be a sitcom. But as soon as said, it's with John Thor, yeah. I'm like, hang about, this is a bit serious, this is good. <laughs> um, so they'd seen all these kids who were 17, and no one was quite white. And they'd, the producers had seen me in a play at the court, and they said... Bring Reese in, he looks 17. <laughs> so I was 25 <laughs> on the first day of shooting Home to Roost, playing 17. And four years later, at the age of 29, we're still doing it. And I was playing 18 in just going to college. Fantastic. And people thought of me as being 18. Yeah. So it's, um, you know, it's that people now think I'm only about 44 or something. Yeah. Uh, but uh, alas, I'm not. What, 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 do, do, how do you, there must be. <sighs> When you're working with someone like John Thorne, you say you watch the Sweeney, you know, what, what yeah. is that like? It, the first day you walk in, I know you said your memory's yeah. terrible, but when you sat reading your lines with him. That must be just overwhelming. Yeah, again, I suppose the arrogance of youth take, you know, yeah. there's something to be said for that as well. And if you've got some belief in what you did, and I, and I have to be honest, when we did, I had to do a screen test with John. And we just, we just hit it off. Right. It just was like, bang, 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 bang. You, you me, me, you. Like Chuckle Brothers, you know, and it was like we were just brilliant together, and we just uh, we both knew it. I'm, I know I'm saying that it sounds, I don't know, but we, we just knew the chemistry was right, and so I could sense it. John could sense it, and I could see in John's face, and he was very, very lovely with me. So I never had that. Oh right. my God, this is John Thor. Mm. We just we just got off on the right foot, and it always worked uh, for us. Um, and we had a great time. Um, Reese, it, honestly, it's such a thrill to chat to you. Um, uh, d- just, just, and I'm so glad. <laughs> this sounds so patronising. I'm so glad you're doing so well. Um, but well, bless I, you. But, but you. I, I really, really am. Um, but just quickly going back to threads before I let you go. It, it, w- did yeah. you know they were going to? Uh, spoiler alert, guys. 
He doesn't make it to the end of the film, all right? I don't. I think thirty-five years later, we're allowed to kind of. You're okay. You can get away with that one. I think you're not in it perhaps as much as you okay. would like to be. Um, but did you know they were bringing it out again, or did you suddenly get a flurry of tweets from people? Your hashtag yeah, threads. I mean, Twitter is new to me, by the way. I'm, I, I've just done it in the last twelve months just to kind of remind people I'm here. Yes. Uh, but uh, so it, it did come through Twitter, and it just said this is being remastered, and I. I it's incredible because. Only a few months ago, they had this mass tweet in or whatever, where everybody watched threads together simultaneously and commented on, on Twitter. And there were hundreds and hundreds of people just piling in and saying, oh, my God, look at this. And, oh, now Jimmy's gone. Is he going to die? You know, it's incredible. Yeah. The reaction it still has. Um, so that's how I found out about it anyway, that it was being released. <laughs> it, is, it is a remarkable film. Catherine, my producer, um, she's never seen it. And she's really oh, reluctant. Okay. Maybe, maybe Catherine could watch it with your son. Well, there we go. Luca and the, yeah, nail my daughter. Yeah, we could do that. We'll do that. <laughs> and we'll hold hands together. <laughs> Reese, uh, it's so nice to talk to you, man. And I really appreciate you replying to my tweets and tweeting my sister and, and coming fun. on tonight, man. Thank you so much. Thanks for making me welcome, Ian. Cheers, Reese. Ta-ta. There we go. Uh, Reese Dinsdale. Um, and um, if you want to find him on Twitter, it's at Reese Dinsdale. I think I should just double check that. Make sure. Yeah, there we go. It's at Reese underscore. Dinsdale, and it's Reese R E C E underscore Dinsdale. What a nice fifty eight. You look at a picture of him; he, he he looks younger than me. What the hell is going on with these people? What a nice man. Um, so the late night alternative continues. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. Experience the unconventional. Hello. The unpredictable. Don't you think that's a bit weird? And the completely unorthodox. It was my birthday. With rule-free Ian Lee. Uh, I was just trying to generate a bit of content. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Hate alarm clock. Hate going to work. On Talk Radio. What, what you can hear... That's not going to hold that. Hang on. I've got to break this tape now. Hang on. That is not going to... That's not going to hold. Let go. Look at that. Absolute pony studio we work in. Um, but what you could hear was me try the sound of me trying to fix the uh, the microphone here, which, as I, I adjusted it slightly, it snapped off! Got no blooming microphone! So, we've obviously got a microphone. So, uh... But it's not the one we would normally use. So there you go. These these things happen. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. It's the late night alternative on Talk Radio with me, Ian Lee. You can watch us on Periscope. You can watch us on YouTube, and you can call in. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Let's go to James. Good evening, James. Good evening, Ian. Good to speak to you. It, it, uh, it's good to speak to you, James. It's going to be a hell of a show tonight. It's already a thank you. It's already man. a hell of a show, mate. Um, I was look. Uh, the reason I wanted to call was uh, you. You were saying earlier you sort of fell into comedy, yes, and then presenting, and that sort of a radio show is you know my absolute goal. You know, for me, that's the dream, yeah, kind of uh, thing to be doing. And I, I, I'm 18 at the minute, and so young still. But I was looking. Uh, Almost just for advice, I think. 
advice. Well, here's, here's, here's my advice. Uh, here's how I got on to um, work in radio. I hosted a, a thrice-weekly late-night topical comedy show on Channel 4. Um, uh, and uh, in, in those days, they were radio, sh- radio stations were just throwing shows at people that worked on TV, um, hoping right. they would drag an audience over. So that's how I did. That's how I got on it to it, James. I cheated. I cheated. I didn't do the thing of, um, um, go, you know, knocking on doors and sending tapes and, and going and making coffee and, um, and doing any of that stuff. I was on the telly and they gave me a radio show. How do you, how do you get to the telly? <laughs> That's a secret. <laughs> okay, how did I get in the telly? On the telly, um, I did performing arts for three years, so I learned acting. Um, but I couldn't get any acting work when I left college. Could not much acting work, a little bit. Um, but there, there had been a module. Uh, on my course of stand-up comedy, where Hugh Thomas, who's a great stand-up and compare, um, taught us the basics of stand-up comedy, microphone technique, how to perform to an audience and stuff. So when I that's, left college... That's quite interesting to me. I never... When you look at it, because it's such a polished product whenever you see it. Well, it wasn't never... when I did it. But, but all, the simple <laughs> things of how you talk into a microphone, the number of times. If you give someone a microphone... Uh-huh. It, it very most people it will very rarely stay in front of their mouth. They'll move it away. They'll pull it down, and it's like if you if I do a show now with a microphone, yeah. and I go to someone in the audience and give them the microphone. They won't mm-hmm. speak into the microphone. Now it's a really really obvious thing, but microphone technique you could spend weeks learning microphone technique. No way. Well, of course, yeah, of course you could. There are so many different things you could do. I'd like, I'd, I, I, I do a thing that not many radio hosts do, and I don't even, I've never listened back to it, so I don't know if, if people notice it. But I kind of use my, my microphone here, um, sort of like an instrument, in as much as I will sometimes come up very close to get intimate and do that. And then I'll shout off microphone so it sounds there, and then I I'll sit back. I yeah. I'm riding the microphone, man. I'm rocking all over the place. If I want to, you know, if I want to um, sound passionate, I will g- get back a bit and shout a bit. I will push it out of the way so I can talk to Catherine over here and say... So- and pretend that I'm not being heard by anybody. All of that stuff. So the microphone, man, that's where the power's at. Mm. You see, I'd noticed um, you, uh, you, James O'Brien, and I saw you or listened to your Joe interview with him, which was brilliant. He's good, James, isn't he? He's a good lad. He knows what he's talking yeah. about. Uh, he was. He, he does the same sort of thing. Yeah. He'd do the microphone technique. Yeah, I, I, do, I do it better. But I know what you mean. I know <laughs> what I'm telling you. He's, he's good. Um, so there's that. So... Um, but, but why is it radio specifically you want to get into? Mm. Mm. I, you see, I, I think it's because it's so intimate. Intimate. Yes. Uh, it, it's. You, I did a week's work experience at the BBC to try and worm my way anyway yeah. to, into the fun of anything, and um, we were recording a. It was a Northern Ireland only um, a, a, a sitcom thing. But I remember just it was ages of filming and filming and for very little content. And in the radio, it, it, it's just there, you know. It's just... James. Are you from Northern Ireland? Yeah, yeah. I am. Say right. Say say right. I'm going to spell a word. Could you say it for me? All right. F I L M. Film. Okay. You do, so you don't say film. No. Okay. No, that's... Uh, Have so I made a raci- racial slur against you by suggesting that... I you don't... No, <laughs> I don't think so. Okay, good, because I like... I, uh, okay, I think, anyway. I think uh, accents, are, accents are fair game. 
Well, no, I, I wasn't. No, I'm genuinely not having a dig. It's, it's just I noticed. No, 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 no. I noticed okay. you said filming, and I wondered if. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's fake. I know my, my auntie. Uh, she is a teacher in Brighton. Right. And uh, she's a big swimmer, and oh. um, she said she was going to help these students, but first she had to go to the pool. And then the way they heard it, rather than hearing pool, swimming pool, they heard poo. And oh, she poo. didn't find out until they'd asked another teacher. Oh, and, and, God. The, and the people said to the teacher, uh, where's Where's Miss Caldwell? And they said, uh, she's gone to do a poo. Oh, <laughs> so, you know, that, that's the that's, accent thing. That's, that's fantastic. Well, no, I thought it was quite funny. I have to tell that to my boys. My boys are eight and six, and they they uh, they find poos hilarious. I mean, there's, and, and let's be honest, <laughs> poos are hilarious. They are. It's a common thread in comedy. It's a common thread. So, you want to do radio because it's intimate. Which and is then the good. other thing as well. Yeah. Is I watch very little TV. Yep. And I sort of struggle to find the time to read books, but with radio and podcasts especially. Yeah. I can just do anything. Drive. Well, what, what, are you make, Are you making a podcast? Uh, no. Why not? I'd give it a go. I downloaded an app called Anchor, but I I, str- I struggle to think of content. Isn't Anchor it. for like a live show type thing? Isn't is, is Anchor a I live streaming was, I thing? I think that was the issue. I had yeah. I had Anchor. Anchor Anchor was because I, I, I did some stuff on Anchor, and there was another one that was like a live streaming thing, which I can't think what it was. Um, but you don't you don't need anything like that. It, 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 um, download an app for free, an, an editing app. Yeah. The one, one I use is Audacity because it's free and it's easy. And it don't do anything fancy, but I don't want it to do anything fancy. Mm-hmm. Spend a few quid if you can on getting a decent microphone. But yeah. if, you, if you can't afford it, then don't worry. And, and make something. Make something. Yeah. Make something yeah. about any. What are you interested in? Uh, economics, comedy. Uh, right. Okay. There's not much. There are a f- conversation. Conversation. Talk radio is a good example of it. I think. Well, sometimes, M- maybe not between half past six and ten in the morning. But um, all right. <laughs> well, go and find go and find some interesting people. My yeah. mate Watco, right? He did this. Watco. Br- Watco. He's a, he's okay. a radio presenter. And he's a, he's he's one of the good people, right? And he made this brilliant podcast, and I can't for the life of me think what it's called. But basically, yeah. he went and chatted to about eight people, uh-huh. right, and recorded it. Yeah. And he edited it down to something like ten six-minute episodes where you'd get, like, a bit from one conversation. put a lot of work into it. Yeah, a bit from one do. conversation. He cut himself out of it, so he wasn't even in it. Oh, I always like that. I always like that. Oh, I think it's great. It's a brave thing for for a presenter to do to cut themselves out of it. But I think as well because I have the ego. I'd struggle. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, but he cut himself out of it, and um, uh, and he he edited it. And I think there was. Uh, I wonder if I can find it. Uh, what was it called? Hang on a second. Let me see if it, I don't think I've got it on this um, on this computer. Um, and I haven't got. Twitter open. Um, let me see. Let me see. Stay there. Stay there. Because I'm yeah. see if I can play a bit of it. Um, um, no. And this is your mate's podcast, is it? Yeah. No, it's yeah. not. It, it's um, it's not there. I tell you, I'm going to open Twitter, even though I don't like Twitter. Can so, if someone on Twitter has, can tell me the name of it or where I can find this podcast, um, then let us know. Because uh, 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 Catherine, what? Well, 
What, what are you pointing at? Bits and pieces. No, I don't know if it's that one. I don't know if it is bits and pieces. Um, no, because that's... No, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not. Um, no, it's not. Mm, it's not. Someone, someone will let me know. Five minutes of. That's it. Five minutes of. I wonder if it's still on iTunes. Five minutes of. Let's have a little look. Um, podcasts. Five minutes of. See all. Um, no, I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't. Well, see it. I mean, I'll, I'll Google it, and I'm sure I will find it. He might have taken it down because he's he's funny like that. He takes stuff down. Um, um, anyway, um, I'll see if I can if I can someone can send me some, and I'll play some after eleven. But basically, go out and make stuff, man. You've got all this technology there. Go and make stuff. And and um, uh, the uh, here's here's something. It sounds cheesy. I read this the other day, or I heard it somewhere. It sounds cheesy. Um, we only fail when we don't try. It's true, yeah. man. By not trying, is that that's the failure. Go out, and if it, if it's rubbish, don't matter. You know, don't have yeah, to play it to anyone. Just go and go and learn and practice and and do all of that. And uh, you, I, I can just tell, just listening as well, the way you speaks uh, more polished than normal conversation. Is that something you sort of learn from doing the show very regularly, or is that just how you've always spoken? What do you mean, more polished? I'm stuttering and slow with my words a bit because I'm speaking conversationally. No, you're not. You... The, the only time I've noticed you slow with your words was when you just said, I'm slow with my words. That was the only time <laughs> I noticed you. Seriously, I'm not patronising you because I wouldn't. I would be honest. Um, yeah. That's the only time. That, honesty, there's another thing. Keep it, be honest. Um, that's the, literally the only time in this conversation I've heard you slow down. So That's quite reassuring. Honestly, it, 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 honestly, don't even let that be a consideration for now because I hadn't noticed it at all. Thanks, Ian. Appreciate that. Hey, James, listen. I wish you the best of luck. Call in again. Can and, I ask um, you one other one we thing quickly? Of course, you can. I've wondered about this for a while because you were saying you don't like Twitter. Uh, it was, um, you know, the well thing. Yes. Oh, I don't uh, want to um, talk about that. It brings back bad memories. <laughs> this is what I wanted to ask about, Ian. Yep. <laughs> I, I wasn't sure if you actually don't want to talk about it or if that's like a meme brings it just it was a, here's here's the thing you need to understand james it the the the, the whole well situation yeah i can feel my chest and tightening it was a very very traumatic experience for me um and a, a, a lot of people got humor from that but it, it was actually a traumatic experience yeah yeah the okay. whole the whole well thing was a traumatic experience for me yeah that is sort of what i wondered because I know I saw you retweeted a picture where they blurred your hand to make it look like it was an indecent axe. Yeah. And I, I could see the humour in that. And I wasn't sure whether that was something that you... I tried to laugh because it's that thing when people are laughing at you, you don't want to go, oh, stop laughing at me! Stop it! So yeah, I kind yeah. of went along oh, with I it. But if you've noticed, I've, I've deleted all of my tweets because it was just, I'm trying to put the whole thing behind me. Okay, I'm sorry for bringing it up. I'm no just, worries, I'm James. I'm kind of glad I did. I'm glad for clarifying that. My no, own head. Well, listen, you know, this show I say we t- this show we talk about anything, and, and I say I'm honest and I'm open to anything. So you can ask me anything, James. Give us a call again, man, and we'll have a chat. We'll do. Great. Thanks, Ta-ta. Bye bye. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Jessica and then John. Hey, hey, hey! The, all of the callers' names have began with J. Wow, man, trippy. This is Talk Radio. Moonlit musings for mums, madams, and meat. 
Masters. Oh, never mind, I must have missed The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. The station's brilliant. On Talk Radio. So found out today my wife's a drugs mule. That's a true story. That's actually a true story. I don't I don't want to go into it too much. Because... You know, it's, it's actually it's a really sad story, but we've, I, I don't live in that house anymore, but my family do. And I'd noticed that there had been some parcels had arrived at the house that, um, were not, that were in someone else's name. And I didn't really ask anything about, about it because I've got more important things to worry about. Um, found out today um, that it's, it's someone getting drugs delivered to our, to, to that, to our house. Drugs. And I didn't know anything about it. Outrageous! I'd have been all over that. I wouldn't have. What are you talking about? But uh, actually, it turned, and I, I've since spoken to a, a few neighbours who, um, or one neighbour who's been, in, who's also had similar. He's the one that alerted us to it and said um, that he'd, he'd opened it. He said, I, I, "He said I didn't give a stuff. Broke the law. I opened it. It was full of drugs." I went, "Wow!" And um, uh, then I spoke to the, the, the family that's poss- quite probably involved with it. It's, it's actually, it's a really, really sad story. It's a really sad story of, of you know, a young person who's hope- who's just, just sort of going off in the one direction. And hopefully, hopefully, this could be a little wake-up call and could just nudge him back onto the, into the right direction. It's a really sad story. Um, but it was very exciting as well. Drugs being delivered to our house. But, but I, I would imagine... I, I really am starting to think the internet is a bad thing. I'm really starting to think it, right? Front page of the Daily Mail. Don't worry, I'm not. It's, it's a dull story, but computer meltdown hits up to two million. Frantic customers can't use cards or accounts, and chaos could last week. Uh, totally shambolic bank. Up to two million TSB customers face weeks of chaos because of catastrophic IT meltdown. And then do you remember last year when the Russians or the Siberians or someone attacked the, um, all the computers and the NHS closed down for like two, two or three days? It closed down because they were all using like Windows 98 or something, weren't they? Or Windows Millennium or something like that. A really crappy Windows. And, um, and I suspect that this young person that, that was getting drugs delivered to our house was getting them online. We talked the other day, didn't we, about Gumtree. On Gumtree, you can go and buy cocaine. People advertising cocaine. Um, and I do think this is what I would, if I was a political, right, here we go, right. If I were, if I were the leader of a political party, I would make a really bold pronouncement. And that bold pronouncement would be, we're going to shut down the internet. Vote for us, and we will shut down the internet. Want to know more? Go to our website. That's the catch. But that's what I would do. That's what I would do. Shut down the internet. Or at least make it available to over-21s only, and for two hours a week. (laughs) That's what I would do. Seriously, I do think the internet has gone too far. Say, I'm, I'm pretty much off Twitter, right? And I've pretty much stopped looking at forums that are not healthy for me. The Talk Forum and Digital Spy. Pretty much stopped. Talk Forum, I'm watching another man's downfall, and that's not nice. The fact that... The, 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 I'm going online to watch another man's life falling apart. That's not nice. 
And I'm better than that. I'm better than the internet. Use that. You can use it as a slogan. Ian Lee, better than the internet. Put it on the posters for this show. Posters. Flipping heck. Um, so I've, I've, I'm pretty much off that. And I'm pretty much off Twitter. I say pretty much I'm still looking. Occasionally. Occasionally. And I've not posted today. I just posted. Uh, I just retweeted one then um, from the um, person who, who helped sort out getting Reese Dinsdale on the show. And then she's messaged me and said, oh, you must come to the the threads or the Reese Q&A that we're doing in Yorkshire. And I went, here we go. I went, well, you've probably got someone sorted, but if you haven't got a host for it, I'm throwing my hat into the ring. She went, oh, I'll have a word with Reese. So I got myself a nice... Imagine that, beautiful. Sat on a stage with Reese Dinsdale. Microphones. Um, so I, I think the time... What was that? So Catherine was miming, sucking on a... No? Okay, okay. Um, that's what it looked like from here. That's what it looked like from here, guys. Got my got my post-it note, don't swear. Going to have more of these post-it notes popping up around. Catherine, I knew you'd raise your eyebrows. Seriously, man, focuses the mind. We This show can be... This show is good, right? It can be a whole lot better. Kath's now going to type a swear word on the screen to me because that's, that's her, that's her humour. Um... <laughs> Good evening, Jessica. Yeah, hello there, Ian. Hello, Jessica. It's always um, a pleasure. Was, uh, thank you. Um, I was in Threads. Sorry? I was in Threads. You're joking! No, seriously. Who were you? Um, I was only seven. I was just like an extra. Now, isn't this funny? Because I know... Um, right. Excuse me for a second, Jessica. I'm going to turn and talk to the, the, the... I'm going to do a comic aside, except it's not okay. comic, to the audience, OK? So you can't hear this. Jessica's been phoning me for about 12 years, on and off, right? Mainly off, but occasionally on, right? And um, used to phone me a lot when I was at LBC, and then kind of it tapered off and rediscovered me. And she phones maybe once every six months, then maybe once in, in six weeks, and then a couple of... And then big gaps, right? Not a regular, not a caddick, thank God. Um, and I... Was thinking about. I'm now turning to you, Jessica. I was thinking about you the other day because just occasionally, sometimes you know, random thoughts, and I was thinking, hmm, Jessica. I've got no idea. I don't know anything about you, and until you just told me you were seven years old in uh, seven years old in Threads, I had no idea of your age. Okay, how old did you think I was? Do you really want me to say? Well, if you want. 52. <laughs> what? Well, I know. And you've got a young voice. But Reese had a young voice and he's nearly 60. And you've got a young voice. And I thought, I thought it was such a deceptive, I thought maybe it's one of those deceptive voices where she sounds young. When you sound 12, right, here we go. You sound 12. <laughs> this is going to sound like a horrible insult. You sound 12, but I thought it was a double bluff and you were really 52. But I'm now really you're now you're telling me what? Are you 39? Uh, no, I'm 41. 41. Well, I'm nearly 41. I'll be 41 in July. Well, here's the thing. I'm going to be 45 in June and I'm already saying I'm 45. Yeah, you do, you do that kind of thing when you get older. I'm actually... Not quite when you're 52. I'm actually uh, 44 and three quarters, but um, uh, 45 sounds uh, better. Well, there you go. So, wh- so um, what did you do in Threads? Were you blown up by a nuclear bomb? Um, <laughs> no, I wasn't. I was part of a... I think it was a CND protest. Oh. We were on the city 
Sheffield Steps. Yeah, I remember it, yeah. Yeah, I went along with my brother, who was, like, in the Sheffield View Theatre, and when I look back, I sort of, well, I've had this conversation with my mum. I've said, why, why did you let that happen? <laughs> um, but we had to shout at the police, the people pretending to be the police. Yeah. Um, and that's ironic, because my dad was a copper. Oh, great. Uh, in real life. Um, and I just remember thinking it was fun, really. Um, but when, and then everyone was invited to go and see sort of the film, but I wasn't old enough to go along <laughs> to the showing of the film. Um, but when I watched it afterwards, I could spot myself in the crowd. Fantastic. Um, and, and, yeah, it was like, you know, I was in the full Monty. I, I sort of specialised oh. in being an extra. Oh. In I, I think Threads is more impressive than the full Monty. It is really, isn't it? Um, but I do remember just being sort of excited by it. Yeah. Um, but when I look at it now, I think, God, that's such a dark movie. Isn't it it's grim? It's so ahead of itself. Oh, it, it, I think it's ahead of its time, as well yeah, as ahead of itself. It, I think it's about I think it's about 25 minutes too long, um, because we kind of get the idea, all right, you've got to go and kill a sheep, a radioactive sheep. Um, but um, it is, uh, it is it, the, uh, the, the best word I can think of for that film is grey. It's grey. Yeah. Definitely. And that's a compliment. I'm saying that as a compliment. It's a very grey film. Yeah. So yeah. do you do extra, extra ring now? And, um, well, do you know what? For a while I was an actress, but then I stopped because oh. I couldn't take the rejection and I just yeah. got bored of it. Um, <laughs> I got bored of having to sort of be an actor, really. Yeah. Um, but for, oh, probably for about five or six years I, I was an actress and... I was in little bits and pieces here and there, you know. Isn't it funny? It, most actors, and Reese was talking about being shy, most performers, I think, are very insecure people. Mm. And a lot of them, a lot of them, um, you know, have self-loathing issues. Not all of them, but they're insecure. And it's, and it's a job, particularly acting, this one to a certain extent, but particularly acting, it's a job where most of the time people are going to say, no, you're not good enough. Yeah. That, that's, which is an amazing thing to be hit with you know you could go to 100 auditions and 99 of them will say no we don't think you're good enough or you're not right or you don't look right or you don't sound right that's a lot of um, rejection to take on uh, i think that when you if you want to be an actor and i mean i went to drama school and everything i mean i, I went to sort of you know central school of drama it's oh. quite a respectable drama school yeah. i auditioned um, there but i yeah did you get in no I did. Uh, well, um, no, but I got, I did get offered a place at um, Guildhall, which I think is where Reese went. I got offered a place there, and uh, I turned it down. Yeah, um, but I remember <laughs> in my final year at, at Central, some um, they had like guest directors, yes, and and this director said to me, um, "Oh, you know, you you need to be more ambitious. Don't don't just aim for the chorus line." And at that point, even before I graduated, yeah. I realised it wasn't for me. Because I thought, oh, do you know what? I'd, I'd be quite happy yeah. to be part of the chorus line. And that's when, if you can, if you can imagine yourself being anything else but an actor, you shouldn't be an actor. And if you can oh. only imagine yourself being an actor, then then I guess you shouldn't take the the kind of blows and trauma and the highs. You know, well, it, it, since since um, hashtag Me Too and Harvey Weinstein. It, no one has to take the blows anymore, OK, guys? Yeah. No one has to take the blows anymore. Yeah. Jessica, I've got to go to the news. Thanks for calling. Hi, Nice to speak to you. Ta-ta. 03444991000. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
I laugh me a laugh, grin me a grin, and then I know that we can win. Dance me a dance, joke me a joke, and blow the clouds away. You gotta play me a tune, I sing me a song, and we can help us life along. Just you and me, come on and see. Together we'll be okay. Open the door, open your heart, and then we've got somewhere to start. Just turn around, look what we found. Today's a brand new day. You gotta run with me now. I'll show you how the world is waiting. Just get up and spread your wings. Spread your wings, follow me through into the sun, and we can smile at everyone. You gotta join in with me, then we are free. It isn't hard to do. I said life is a song, so just sing along, and then we know we can't go wrong. Just you and me, come on and see. Together we'll be. Kath, you've still not seen the end of uh, the last episode of Last Laugh in Vegas. Flipping heck, man. It was good. It What a great programme. In fact, that's what I'm doing tomorrow. I'm watching, before I go to the uh, the premiere of the new Tomb Raider game, going to the premiere, the launch. Before that, I'm going to watch the um, the variety show that they did, and they put it on ITV3. Um, 0344 Late Night Alternative. Hello, my name is Ian Lee. Um, you can give us a call about absolutely anything you want. Uh, I don't, can't remember what we talked about at all in the last hour, so let's start afresh. Good evening, John. Hey, 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 no, 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 no. Right. Just, uh, are, are you in the same room as your telephone? I am, but I'm hiding. <laughs> what are you <laughs> hiding from? It's a fancy game of hide and seek. Yeah, I do, actually. I really, really yeah. do, yes. Go on, well, I've been sat here for 20 minutes. Yeah. For my five minutes of fame. Yeah. I'm hiding, and you've got to guess where I am. Okay. Um, you're upstairs, aren't you? Yes. Okay. I wish I had some funny music in the background now. No, you don't need funny music. Um, <laughs> say some more. Oh, Tell yeah. me what you have for breakfast today. Um, I had for breakfast today shredded wheat. Are you in the bathroom? No. Are you in a cupboard? A wardrobe? I knew it! I, there was something a little bit dead about the sound. <laughs> oh, I thought I'd get you with the wardrobe. I thought you'd think I was in the bathroom. Well, I did think I was in the did think you was in the bathroom, but then I, I, know, I quickly I changed yeah. it to the, the... You should have sent me a number of guesses. Anyway, I got it on my third guess, so um, I win. 
Thanks for calling. Okay. Oh, I love you. Bye. Bye. There we go. What a weirdo. Um, so, um, Watco sent me one of his five minutes of. Um, I've not heard it. Should we just play it? I've got to download it. Hang on a minute. Hang on. Hang on. Oh, there we go. So this is five minutes. It's a bit random. We've got no phone calls. So we might as well. Um, and this is done by my friend Watco. Should we have a little listen? Here we go. I'm in with that. Yeah, yeah. They reckon it was moody, though, didn't they? Well, they reckon it was made up, didn't they? Well, the conspiracy is that it was supposed to be not right, not true. And it was all, like, doctored. Have you seen that programme about it? Because it was like, the photos that they'd taken, there were shadows in the wrong angle to where the light was coming from and all that. Have you seen the programme? Well, we only have the video or, or whatever you want to term it, the cinematic evidence to say that Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin went to the moon. We only have that evidence. I don't know what more you need to prove that Neil and Buzz actually went to the moon. So do you think they went to the moon? Based upon the information presented, yes. No, I don't think they did. I don't think anybody could go that far. When you listen and see the film footage uh, where the experts are saying, look, the flag and the image of the flag and, and it was going the wrong way and all the, the background of it. I didn't believe it then and I don't believe it now. I just don't think it happened at all. I, th- I just think it was just a, a thing of, of television. I don't believe in that at all. Um, I mean, my fella is a believer of the moon landing and everything else. I still honestly believe that it was a studio setting. For Christ, look at the shadows. You know, there's no shadows on the moon. How the hell did it get to, to the moon in those days? And back, getting back as well, that was the... It's not just getting there, is it? It's getting there, landing. How'd you get back? Did we have enough technology to get there? I believe we have now. Did we, did we then? I mean, I believe anything's possible. If we study it and try long enough, did we do it? Was it a boast to get ahead of somebody else? I believe we could land things on the moon, but landing on the moon and coming back, and doing it without crashing. You know, I mean, I even possibly I could, with a bit of luck, if I aimed something high enough and I got the trajectory right, the right time of year, I could probably land something on the moon, but I wouldn't be able to get it back. It'd, it'd probably completely disintegrate if it was one of my rockets as it hit the, <laughs> hit the moon's surface. There was somebody with a camera going, camera roll, action. They did the bit, they took the photos. Why aren't we doing it every day? I mean, they keep saying, well, it's money, it's cost. How scarce was money back on the first moon landing? Let's get real. But they did it. Why are we not doing shuttle services to the moon? It's just farcical. I'm very much open-minded. I wouldn't like to say that it didn't happen. Uh, But on the other hand, I wouldn't like to say that it did. Yeah, I'd like to believe that we did. I can remember watching it. It's one of my first memories of TV. Because it was 1969 and I'd be three years old. So it was black and white. I can remember it. When it landed there, and he came out, walked down the steps, and he, he jumped onto, the, onto the, the, the surface and says, this is one step for mankind, there was no indentations as such. Now, the way he jumped on there, bear in mind how much those suits must weigh, you'd have thought, on sand, you, you jump, you, you walk onto any beach, and you jump up and down, and then you look down on the beach, you know, it's gone in, isn't it? It was just flat. No, it's... it's, it's sorry, no... No, it's a lot of kidology, in my opinion. Oh, I just, I think it's wonderful if, if they did. 
what they're supposed to have done, you know. They're, they're contradicting it all now, aren't they? You know, it's, you don't know. If people want to believe that people went to the moon, then that's fine. It's easier to believe that we did than to believe all these stupid um, um, sort of uh, theories that it was all concocted in some sort of a, um, a studio somewhere just so that they can get more funding. What if, if they're going to get more funding, what are they getting funding for? To keep on doing what they're doing? If there's nothing there, what's the point? We're talking about scientists who have got brains far superior to mine or yours. We're talking about military who have got potential for being out there in space for arms reasons. We've got dedicated scientists and, and philosophers and seekers after truth. Why would they run a scam just for money? They've got more, far more things, important things to think about than money. These men are quite old now and soon there will be no more men that walked on the moon. And they get terribly angry when people say to them, we don't believe you. I haven't been to the moon. I haven't been into the upper atmosphere. I haven't seen the moon close up. I've only seen it through a telescope. I think I'd like to see it myself and land before I believe it. I'm not seeing it. I do. I sort of half believe it and I half don't. I don't know. I'm tied up in it. Buzz, I swear on my life, I would not tell a living soul. Just tell me now. Did you really do it? That's great, isn't it? I mean, what co made that? Ian Watkins. He's on um, a radio station, Mansfield 103.2, 3.3. I always get it wrong. Um, and um, and I think he's brilliant. I think he's brilliant. I've, I've asked him if uh, he's taken them offline, as I suspected he might have done. Um, but um, I've asked him if he'll send me the rest and maybe we'll play him out next week um, or play him out over the next few shows or, or whatever, because um, I think they're great. Um, isn't it funny? Hardly any of them believed that we uh <laughs> Yasmin has just tweeted why are we not doing shuttle services to the moon <laughs> why aren't we why aren't we you put up a costa up there or a starbucks do a shuttle service day trip to the moon you can make a fortune out of that charge what 50 quid a ticket do you have family package for nine nine ninety nine ninety nine? I don't know. I've not thought. I've not costed it. But why aren't we? She's absolutely spot on there. Um, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Good evening, CJ. Hello. Good evening. Good evening, sir. Um, there's a um, radio um, drama called The Last Broadcast, um, which I really would recommend to you. It's you know the way Fred's is. It's similar to that, but it's told through a radio presenter oh. as the war breaks out. And it is really, really oh, good. I think I've heard of that. Yeah, it's brilliant. I mean, it, they, they run through the um, emergency broadcast system on it, which is it's frightening, you know, when you start listening to this thing. You know you know the way they did uh, War of the Worlds? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drama. It's very similar to that. And it's, hang on a second, um, hang on, hang on. We're back again on CKFD Radio. I'm Bob Henderson, and you're listening to the Golden Greats of the 50s. It's time to go back now to the year 1959 with one of my old-time favorites, Chubby Checker, and let's twist it's, again. It's American. It is American, but it's very, very good. Let's just jump forward. It's an, it's, it's, it's good, let's jump forward a bit. Germany in a large-scale military invasion. Heavy fighting between Soviet and NATO troops. Yeah, I'm having that. I'm having some of that. I mean, uh, there's a bit where they do the scene in London, and it's just All right, it's mate. Eerie. Th- th- spoilers. <laughs> Sorry. What have I said to you about spoilers before, CJ? Yep, terrible shouldn't exactly. do it. <laughs> terrible shouldn't do it. Hey, you sound on the up. 
Yeah, um, mental health has been fantastic. That's what I rang in yesterday, originally for. No, you didn't. In. You rang in to play the bin game. I was gonna, no, I was going to ring in yesterday. You did ring in yesterday. Your mental health is doing in. terribly. You don't even remember that. You rang, <laughs> rang you, you were in yesterday playing burgundy bins. I, I know, but I was going to ring in originally. You did ring in! What are you oh talking my... about, you nutter? <laughs> Your mental health needs a check-up. You did ring in. You, we spoke yes, to you. I know, I know. Oh, dear me. Go on. No, uh, I was going to ring you in. You did ring in! I, I know you you did ring in! <laughs> go, go on, go on. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> go on, go on. So I'm messing around. Go on. Uh, I was gonna, all I was going to say is, um, you know, we've had a few calls about people being sad. and Well, well served, by the way. Yes. yes. I, I, I just wanted to ring in and say people it, yeah. ha- here's, here's the thing. By the way, you did ring in yesterday. <laughs> people, people hate it when I shout on this show. Go, stop! Stop! Shout, stop shouting! Say, stop shouting! Stop! I'll shout well, if I want. Do you remember when you were playing the naughty noises the other week? The, 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 oh yeah, the lady enjoying enjoying something. Yes. Yeah, I had my windows wide open with that. Is that a euphemism? No, me. Um, I live in a flat, and I've got a house underneath me, and I had a lot. Is of Is that a euphemism? <laughs> I don't know what that would be. A euphemism. Oh, testicles. <laughs> yes. Oh dear. Oh God. But, the, yeah, I was going to ring in and just say, I'm... I'm you did ring in! Okay. <laughs> and I just wanted to say I'm feeling good, you know. It's... I'm feeling sexy. Well, maybe not. What uh, is what, that? What song is that? I'm feeling sexy. Or is that a song or is that... I, I think you made that up. A fantasy. Isn't that a song? I'm feeling sexy. Unbelievable. Sorry? I, I don't know. Okay. Um, well, I'm glad you're feeling good. Um, yeah. It's not a Beyonce song. We're talking about Catherine Beyonce. It's not Beyonce. I've, I've seen Beyonce in concert <laughs> three times, and she just never went. I'm feeling sexy. Um, uh, well, I'm glad, I'm glad you're feeling. I'm on. I'm on the up at the moment. CJ, good time. Uh, good, good, time. good times. I'm off um, the metazapine. I've been on that. I'm off it now. Oh, good. Didn't, didn't sleep nasty. very well last night as a direct result of being yeah. off it. It turns out that was what was making me sleep. Never mind. <laughs> Never it's mind. good the sleep part, but I, um, I, it made me very... Uh, it didn't really help the moods. It sort of took away my ability to care as much. Oh, God, I don't want to start caring. Yeah. <laughs> and it took that away, and it, was, it wasn't good, so I came off it eventually, and they put me on the Talapram, which seems to be doing quite well, really, oh, with me. I don't want to care. It's the last <laughs> thing I want is, is to care. You need to go back on them, on <laughs> I might, I might. I've got a load stashed away. I'm not stupid. I'm not stupid, <laughs> CJ. I know how to work these, these pills. I've got a load stashed away. Lovely. <laughs> um, I'm going to cut you off now. OK, bye-bye. There we go. 03444991000. This is The Late Night Alternative with me, Ian Lee. Tick your Rage Our Diaries now, please, on Talk Radio. The radio show that knows truth is always stranger than fiction. Week Monday, I get shoes. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Because they're too real to be part of my imagination. On Talk Radio. 03444991000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. I'm not re- I'm not looking at Twitter. I did look at it briefly then, but I'm not now. I'm not looking at the YouTube chat. You can chat what you want. You can chat on Periscope. I don't care. Uh, honestly, I don't care. Periscope chat is on. Do what you want to do. I, honestly, I'm, I'm here to do a radio show, and um, I've got work to do, so excuse me. <laughs> yeah! Yeah! 
344 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. I'm reading a book about John Belushi, who I don't know anything about. Well, I do now because I'm, I'm halfway through a book about John Belushi, so I know a lot about John Belushi. Um, and, um, <clears throat> man, that guy took a lot of drugs. I mean, the whole book is about is about drugs and um, an insatiable... Well, it was it was it was satiated the night that he took too many and died, but just just hoovering it up. And um, I was reminded of um, uh, you know, so there's John Belushi and then his brother James Belushi, and um, James Belushi starred in was it K Nine he starred in, and James Belushi is like. Um, Oh, I was just trying to think of another. All right, we'll do this is the phone because it's just totally gone out of my head, right? Less famous brothers. Can we do that? So I want uh, my, my, your starter for 10 is James Belushi, uh, brother of John Belushi. Um, 03444991000 is the uh, telephone number. We're doing less famous brothers not less famous sisters guys that's tomorrow's phone in tonight's phone in is less famous brothers oh that was it that was um um uh, bow bridges there we go i'd like to see bow bridges and um uh james belushi um in a movie that would be a great movie that, that i mean that really would be a, a blooming be a blooming great movie guys those two guys Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. You'd be very welcome. Um, Rachel Riley is left giggling after her boyfriend came up with this rude word while appearing on Countdown. Right, I'm going to give you... The, have you seen this word? Do you know this word? Right, don't tell her. I'm going to give you the letters, Catherine. And I want you've got. We're, get, we're going to do this properly. We're going to get the countdown music and everything. Um. Where we go? Where we go? Same there. Same there. Let me know. Countdown clock. Um, Kath. Tell um Um where are we got we got it here. Here we go. We got the countdown clock. Right, so I'm going to see, you've got thirty seconds, guys, to see if you can get uh if you can get this word. Okay, get your pens and papers. Um, we're going to come up with we're going to come up with gold, actual gold. If you can do that, I'm terrible at anagrams. I've never been um, uh, good at them. I've never been able to do them. I've never wanted to do them. Um, um, okay, so it's a right. Okay. Well, they're all they're, now the phones go. Now the phones go mental. Now the phone, you no, don't worry, you do that. I'll sit here and, and I'll sit here and talk about something else until um 
I'll sit here and talk about something else. That's my flipping job, mate. Oh, here's a good one. Time may be up for traditional clocks because many teenagers can no longer read them. You don't say! Schools are instead having to provide digital clocks in exam halls for a generation of pupils who've grown up using their phones to tell the time. In the past, parents might have bought their child their first wristwatch in primary school. But many are now skipping this step in favour of a smartphone. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. My boys have got watches, but they don't know how to tell the time. Oh, I keep saying, should we have a little go on that? A little, little, little lesson, little time lesson now? My kids have started talking about travelling through time now, which is great. We're at a train station, just because it's near their school, and um, to get some money out. And there was a train timetable. And my youngest went, why does it say train times? I said, why do you think? He said, is it because you get on the train and you travel through time? I went, yes, boy. That is what I'm talking about. Uh, in the, uh, the, uh, the, the phenomenon was flagged up by a teacher at a conference in London. She said, it is amazing the number of students I'm coming across in year 10, 11, and in sixth form who do not know how to tell the time. WTF? We live in a world where everything is digital. We are moving moving towards a digital age, and they do not necessarily have analogue watches anymore, and they have mobile phones with the time on. Uh, the teacher's claim was backed up by delegates from a range of secondary schools who said it was common for GCSE candidates not to be able to read an analogue clock, the Times Educational Supplement reported. And on Twitter, a number of other teachers agreed, with some saying they were having to bring in digital clocks to exam halls. No, 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 no. You start You start with an analogue watch. You start, this is flick, this is flack. They are the hands of the new Swiss watch. With children in mind, they teach the time. Huh? Flick and flack! Remember that? It's what you do. You start with a watch. And then when they, once they've mastered that, I never forget, um, oh, the shame of it. Um, and I think I was set up by Miss Tyrrell, which is um, out of order because she was cute. But it was, what year, how old would I have been in Miss Tyrrell's class? Seven, I want to say seven, seven, maybe eight. And she... Um, asked me to go next door to Miss Reed's class, and Miss Reed was stricter, and ask her what the time was. Of, oh, of course it was a setup. What, what am I even thinking now? Like 38 years later, of course it was a setup. She wanted to shame me because I didn't know, because none of us knew the time, and then that would be the start of our time lessons. And she picked me, and I'm willing to please and wanted to please because I had a crush on her. I went, yeah, I'll go next door to Miss Reed's class, the scary class, through the adjoining door, and I'll ask Miss Reed what... Yes, what do you want? Miss Tyrrell wants to know what the time is. There's a clock up there. Oh, oh, and I'm seven, and I'm looking at it and going... Have you got it? Nearly. Um, Okay. Go back into Miss Tyrrell's class. Hope not to be noticed by Miss Tyrrell sneaking back in, even though she's literally just sent me through the adjoining door to find out. Did you get the time? Yes. In front of the entire class. What time is it? Half past four? 
13 o'clock? I don't know. I didn't know. I didn't know. Oh, I'm so ashamed. Anyway, um, on Twitter, a number of other teachers agreed with some saying they were having to bring in digital clocks to exam halls. Niall Dosad, an assistant head teacher at a primary school in London, added, children tend to get brought, bought an iPhone before they get a wristwatch, if they get one at all. English teacher Sarah Ledger replied, yep, doesn't help in exams or detentions. Um... Oh, well, you know. Three years ago, a poll of, t- of 2,000 people by a watch company found 14% could not tell the time using analogue watch. Here's the thing. I can do it, but it takes like a second. Do you know what I mean? It takes like a second and a half to... Mm, mm. Like, if I look at a word, I can read a word. Um, uh, best. I can, re- I can read a word instantly. I see a word and I read it. I look at a clock and it's like... Mm, uh, is that delay? Right, you ready for this now? So these are your letters, okay? And I'm going to start the clock. The letters are as follows. H, M, W, O, I, U, E, B, L. Those are your letters and your time starts now. Let's go to let's go to Catherine. Catherine, what have you got? I've got a six. What's uh, what's the six you've got? Humble. Okay. There is a seven in there. Oh no. There is a seven in there. Again? Oh, it's playing it automatically. You got another thirty seconds to find the seven. Then it's it's. Oh, hang on. This is a sixty-second timer. What the hell is going on? There's a seven-letter word in there, Catherine. It's jumping. Hang on. There There we go. Hang on. Here we go. No, I've just got another six. Womble. No. Can I have another? No. What have I missed? You've missed your bum hole. You missed your bum hole, Catherine. You missed your bum hole. (laughs) (sighs) Rachel Riley is left giggling after her boyfriend came up with this rude word while appearing on TV's countdown. The Telios 32 posted the cheeky pic after Strictly Pro Pasha Kovalev took part in Monday's Channel 4 show. Pasha 38 left produced the word from these letters while sat in the show's dictionary corner. Um, so you're allowed to take your boyfriend into Dictionary Corner with you. That doesn't seem right. And she's going out with a bloke from Strictly Come Dancing. That don't seem right. Was it the bloke that she was dancing with on Strictly Come Dancing? What is the world coming to? What is the world coming to? Good evening, Ollie. Hi, you all right? I'm all right, Ollie. Yeah, cool. 
Sorry, just listening to your show. Don't apologise for being one of a, a, a very small group of listeners. <laughs> apologise for being on speakerphone. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah. One yeah. I'm, I'm cooking tea. One minute. What are you co- co- cooking tea at half past eleven at night? Yeah, no, it's not good. What are you having? Um, I'm having. Uh, one minute. I'm having. Is that better? Sorry. Is that better? It's be- it's it's well it's it's bad in a different way but we'll we'll work with it go on okay, okay. Well, well, you should allow me a sound check beforehand so <laughs> you... <laughs> sound check <laughs> anyway sorry yeah um i tell you what we're going to do tomorrow by the way have we got a guest tomorrow Catherine? we haven't got katie puckrick we've got katie puckrick tomorrow who have we got to oh she was off the word yeah yeah she's been in before and she's great is it anita harris tomorrow who have we got tomorrow then Oh, I'm about to say, she's not, that's Keith Harris. <laughs> Annabelle. Oh, Annabelle's coming coming on. Is she coming in or on the phone? On the phone. Beautiful. Annabelle Port's coming in. That's great. We'll talk about her book. Um, but this is what we're going to do tomorrow. Right? And this is what we're going to do. I'm going to try it out on you. Okay, Ollie. So this doesn't, okay. this doesn't count, but I'm going to try right. it on you. We're going to have, um, you can only, um, you, you come onto the show, but you mm-hmm. can only stay on if you can answer... A question from my Beatles Trivial Pursuits. I love the Beatles. They're my favourite band in the world. Well, this is going to work in favour of... So, tomorrow, you phone up, you come on, you can only make your point if you can get a question right on Beatles Trivial Pursuits. Right, can you give me a sample question now, please? Okay. In the song, For No One, what does Paul see in his former lover's eyes? Nothing. Oh, he's he's in there, spot. Absolutely nothing. He's right. He's yep. got there. I would have taken me a little bit. Work. I love that song. Um, well, then oh, you'd be able now to too. come on and make your point. But if you'd have got that wrong, okay, yeah. then um, you wouldn't you wouldn't be allowed to make your point. But then there okay. would be you would then have the option to. There's um, a lot of rules, by the way. I'm literally just making this up as I'm speaking. <laughs> So you come on, you get asked a okay. Beatles question. If you get it right, you can stay, you can make your point. If you get it wrong, you get cut off. Unless you can ask mm-hmm. me a question um, about uh, a well-known pop group, and it's got to be well-known, don't want obscure ones, and okay. I get it wrong. If I get right. it wrong, you're allowed on. All right. But if, I, if you get the Beatles question right, you can double All or right. quits, right? And so then you can still ask me a question about a well-known pop group, and if I get it right, mm-hmm. then you're banned for a week. Oh, no. All right, okay. I, I, I'm willing to... I, no, but I you're really... on. You've, you're, this is tomorrow's show. You're, no, what? You're, you're on now. You're on now. Oh, You've got this I... now. But right, try... Okay. So, so hypothetically... No, no, please listen. <laughs> please, dear God, man, shut shut up and listen. No, 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 I don't mean shut up. You, do mean, sh- you do mean shut up. No, no, yes. no, I don't. No, no, not at all. No, of course I don't. You should it's mean it, because I'm being rude to you. What? I'm, I'm a former teacher. I'm quite used to being people being rude to me. It's not a problem. Okay, okay. Right, <laughs> okay. Could kids tell the time in your school? 
Well, no, no, I no longer work in school, but all three, uh, two of the three of my children can tell time. Okay. But one of them's only seven, so. Catherine wants to know what your nickname was. Um, <laughs> you really don't want to know what my nickname was. Was it, well, if you knew, if you know it, then, um, there must be an even ruder one that you don't know. Go on, what was it? Muff. You had kids calling you Muff? No, not at school, you fool. I'm talking about when I was growing up. No, I'm into asking about when the, when the kids called you. Oh, right, OK. Well, I don't know. How old were the kids? Secret, isn't it? How old were the kids? Well, I taught secondary okay. in the moat. Right. So, um, so uh, like 11, 11 to, <laughs> 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 to 19. <laughs> That's what I said. There was definitely a nickname, so. mate. Everyone had a nickname. Well, it could doing worse. <laughs> right, so go on. So, hang on a minute. So, I'm shutting up now. I'm being quiet. Speak. No, no, not at all. No, no, I really didn't mean to be rude. No, you're not no. being rude. I'm being rude. No, I've got a great question for you. Okay. If you like questions about All right, it. so this is... Okay, so this would be... You would now be doubling or quits in. Uh-huh. And if I get yep. this right, you get banned for a week. Except you don't. Yep. And if you get it right, then I have to be quiet for uh, 120 seconds. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, but wow. but that's not happening tonight. This space. is all, this is tomorrow's show, and I and I've probably gone off the idea by tomorrow. So just you know, bear in mind. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Okay, right. Queen's song, um, "Death on Two Legs." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great song. Who was that about? Queen's song, "Death, Death on... on Two Legs." Um, I know this song. Um, yeah, it's a great song. It's a it's a great song. No, is it "Nights at the Opera"? It's on. Yes, uh, it's uh, yes, it is the "Nights at the Opera." Yeah. Um, right. Oh, oh you're good. I am good. Um, it's <laughs> about. Oh, I know. This is about their manager. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yep. 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 It's not. Oh. Total respect. Total respect. I'm glad you respect me because I'm an honourable, honourable man. And um, <laughs> really? Oh yeah. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Of um, yeah, it's about their manager, the late Norman Sheffield. Sheffield is, in fact, they say "chef" onto your legs. Yeah, yeah. In the chorus. So, uh, sorry, I'm being and really apparently boring. Because he, he, he mistreated the band, didn't he? And kind of he, he abused his managerial role from, it was about 1972 to 1975, something like that. I can't remember. It's, oh, yeah, no, trust it's me. Trust me. Somebody, he was apparently Freddie Mercury's first lover. Oh! Yeah. Creaky! Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Quite. <laughs> but, mm, Did you have a lot of kids cheating in your classes? Uh, well, I you probably would notice. So it's a bit different. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't an important subject. Anyway, what did you phone up for, man? Well, just say hello, really. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that wrong? Yeah, it's so wrong. It's right. I tell you what. what do you, have you ever had a Twitter argument? Oh, come on, mate. You're talking to me. Yeah, all the flipping time. <laughs> of course I have. Well, you know exactly what I'm talking about, then. It, I had um, quite... Wait, he was like, 
making awful lot of, or he or she, I don't know, yeah. making an awful lot of inferences about what I was like. It's yeah. like, hang on a second. You, you, well, he was basically slagging off the Labour government, which I, I, I'm not, no, no, I'm, I know I'm not allowed to mention Hang on a minute, that, that's a, hang on a minute. So it was making inferences about you and slagging off the Labour government. Those are two very broad subjects. Well, he was a very happy person. Uh, he well, he wasn't a very happy person. No, no, no. Yeah. I, I'm incredibly happy. Uh, I have no beef with anyone. Beefs. So, so, how did it? How did it end with you? With you blocking? Well, no, I didn't block. You I should have blocked him. him. Blocked him. I've never blocked. Is that the? Uh, is that the ex- expectation? I, block. I just don't. I just. Don't, I, I. I. I'm finding that I'm. I'm reaching a true place of um of peace and tranquility by that Twitter not being in my life. I haven't got it open now. I'll probably open it during the ads. Have a little look. See how the show's going. No. 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 I take that back. Not to see how the show's going. To see what people are saying about the show. I know how the show's going. It's a blooming good one tonight. Of course. Um, Ollie, I'm going to cut you off now. No problem. There we go. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. No rules nocturnal nattering for nightbirds, nurses, and Nosferatu. <laughs> All right, cool. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Just sorting through these. I've got to get my money's worth out of these Beatles Trivial Pursuits card. The biggest waste of money ever. And I wonder what the colour categories... Do the colour categories mean anything on here? I mean, there must, is there like a card that tells you the hell? There must be. Ah, um, no. Okay. Well, let, let's 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 try it with Dan. Dan. Good evening. Right. I'm not. Gonna, so this is just like a, a, a pilot for tomorrow's. Right. So, um, so this I would ask you a Beatles question. Uh, so you can pick a colour. But I don't know what the colours refer to. I don't, there's no instruction. I don't really like the Beatles. Okay, well then you'd struggle with this, wouldn't you? So pick yeah. a pick a colour then. Um, green. Okay. <clears throat> what was the subtitle to John's song "Instant Karma"? Song for India. <laughs> You racist. No. Yeah. It's we all shine on. So, if this was tomorrow, I but could... What about cu- by the House of Love? Right. I could cut you off, but you could then throw it back to me and say, well, ah, well, I, I'm going to ask you a question. So you can ask me a question about a pop group now. Okay. And if you get it um, right, you can stay on, I think. And if you get it wrong, I ban you for a week, I think. Okay. I've not called in about two months, so that's a good threat. Yeah. Okay. What was... Queen drummer, yes. Roger Taylor's band called who were not Queen. Roger Taylor's band, who, who were, were not Queen. Not Queen. You talking about the band he was in before? No, at the same time as the same time in eighties. In the okay, because so, because the obvious thing you would everyone would think of would be would be Smile. No. Uh. Um, but it's not. Oh, I do know this, actually. It's the cross. It is the cross. Well done. Okay, so I would ban you for a week. 
And I'm banned. Okay, but you're not, because it's just, we're just trying it out for tomorrow. I did actually know that. Just for fun. Yeah, just, it's just for fun. It's just for fun. Speaking of fun, Dan, what have you got for us this evening? I wanted to play a little bit of Going for Gold with you. Oh, it's, it's quiz night here on, uh, what station is this? Was yeah. It? Talk radio, that's what we call it. Yes, quiz night. Okay, so, Going for Gold. The Who am I? Okay. Who am I? You're Dan. I, I am. And in this case, I'm being Henry Kelly. Okay, yes. By Terry Wogan. Yes. I'm Terry Wogan. In 1996, you would have found me in Toy Story. In 1999, I would have been in Toy Story 2. 2004, you would have seen me in the Polar Express. In 2000 and... Buzz! Go on. Woody from Toy Story. But who am I? Woody from Toy Story. In 2004, I was in the Polar Express. Buzz! Buzz Lightyear! Buzz Lightyear! Buzz Lightyear! I'm sorry, Ian, you're out... I am Tom Hanks' famous brother. Oh. Jim Hanks. There's no one called Jim Hanks. Jim Hanks. Jim Hanks. Tom Hanks' brother. Jim Hanks. Jim Hanks. Jim Hanks. Jim Hanks. If we keep saying it, I'm, I'm hoping it's going to turn into a rude word, but it, it, it isn't. But Jim Hanks. Ah. My favourite thing about Jim Hanks is he's slightly famous. Yeah. Well, he's not. But his most famous roles are when he substitutes for his much more famous brother. Well, hang on a minute. When is he? What do you mean he substituted for his brother? Hang on a minute. The Toy Story is a cartoon. It is. So what? He, he couldn't have body doubled for him. No, but he voiced double. Shut up! Is he can impersonate his brother? He can. If you what? If you play the Toy Story video games, uh, I do actually. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't. The boys that, do. That's Jim Hanks. Right. Hang on a minute. Whoa! 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 Was he in the movie Toy Story? I believe he's done. He does minor roles and possibly some overdubs. And right, you don't know for sure. I am. I am the father of a five-year-old. I have seen Tom Hanks in Toy Story about five thousand times. Right. Have you seen Jim Hanks in, to- in Jim Hanks in Toy Story? It's all CGI, and of course I haven't seen him. Right. So you don't know. You've phoned up. And you've said that Jim Hanks is in Toy Story, Toy Story 2, and yet you don't actually know that. I don't know he's not. Get stuffed. What a stupid question. What a ridiculous question and a ridiculous questioner. That's outrageous. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand for the first time this evening. The switchboard is empty. Who'd have thunk it? Who'd have thunk it? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Give us a call. Speak to Catherine. She'll take your name and number and call you back. Um, and uh, what we're doing before everyone, before some people start throwing, you know, the toys out of the the um, the, the playpen. Uh, just you know, we're, we're just mixing up callers so people that have been on a lot may not get on tonight and might get on tomorrow. It's you know, it's all, it's all just everyone, you know, peace and love. You do yourself no favours if you start having a hissy fit because you don't get on, okay? It's just we like to break things up a little bit. Partly for you, dear listener, so you don't hear the same voices all the time. Partly for me, makes me work harder. And um, also, also, I do think that, uh, we talked about this before, that if it's always the same people um, calling, it can put other people off calling you know people who've never called or 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 perhaps a little bit shyer or have a little bit less confidence it can put them off 
um, calling in because it, the show can sound like a you know a, a, a boys' club and and um, you know this is when this caller phones in and does this bit and then this caller does this bit and then Nigel from Maidstone doesn't listen to anything. Um, so we're just kind of mixing it up, you know. So don't, please don't be offended if, if if you speak to Catherine and she says thanks for calling, not tonight. Try again tomorrow. Then do try again tomorrow. It's not that you've been banned or blacklisted or anything like that. It's just you know we we were we're aware of people that we speak to a lot and we're just trying to shift things around. That's fair enough, isn't it? Sounds like that sounds fair enough. So just bear that in mind. So if you if you're a, a reluctant caller. Um, you can give us a call now because, um, you st- well, there's no one calling in. So we, uh, um, oh, this is good. I wasn't, I didn't see this story, but I'll do this. A senior Tory MP swore in front of primary school pupils as he raged about litter and pollution. This is great. So Desmond Swain said, we need to find the bees who did this. As he talked about rubbish strewn around the new forest. Sir Desmond, 61, made the comments at a House of Commons reception organised by the Keep Britain Tidy campaign and water filter firm Britta. Huh? His outburst came as he spoke to pupils from Walhampton School near Lymington. The former government whip and international development minister said later, I think they're OK. I think they're strong enough to handle it. You don't swear in front of my primary school kids. I don't even swear in front of my primary school kids. Anyway, this is the story I was going to do here. Um, Brits Bloods. Brits Bloods? No, Brits. Brits Blood runs cold at the thought of a boiler breakdown in winter. It topped a list of adults' 50 greatest fears. What? My greatest fear is... um. Is, is, is being bummed to death. That's my greatest fear. That is my greatest fear, if I'm completely honest. It is. It topped a list of adults' 50 greatest fears and was followed by not having enough savings and not getting enough sleep. You tell me about it, guys. The health conscious were also troubled by an avocado shortage. Um, okay, so here we go. The, the top, what, the top nineteen I have here. This is this is make this this layout of this article is awful. It makes no sense whatsoever. I've got number fifty is an avocado shortage. Avocado shortage is one of the biggest fears, and then it goes straight to number nineteen. The top nineteen. Who does the top nineteen of anything? What is this top nineteen? Number nineteen of our top fears. Buying an item that is reduced for a sale the following week. Don't talk to me about that. I remember when I bought my first PlayStation, right? And I was, hadn't been into games, gaming for quite a long time. The last thing I had was a BBC Micro. And then we went to someone's house and they had this thing called a Sega Saturn. And it had Wipeout on it. And it, it was, I was like, what? You can get video games like this in your house now? This is incredible. So I am denied for ages about buying a PlayStation. This is when PlayStations were about, I think, 400 quid. And, and I was, um, I'd left college and I was skint and I was signing on. And I looked at all the, di- I, I am denied for ages whether to get a Sega Saturn or a PlayStation. Then after a couple of months, I decided it would be a PlayStation. And then I looked at all the different deals and the best deal I could find. This was before the internet. 
The best deal I could find was in Dixon's, where it was a PlayStation for 400 quid, and you got three games with it, right? And so I bought it. This is the only thing I think I've ever bought on the Never Never, on higher purchase, right? 400, 399.99, right? And I bought it on higher purchase, like 25 quid a week or something. I don't know. And I was signing on and getting stoned and playing this. And then literally, literally the next week, they reduced PlayStations down to 250 quid. Literally. I was going, oh, my God. Oh, my God. No. The worst thing that could have happened to me. Good evening, Paul. Ian, how you doing, man? I'm very well, Paul. What you got for us? Uh, well, I know you've been off Twitter for the last um, few hours and just don't like checking now and again, but you might have missed a, quite a big story. But it ties in with um, the fact that the other, the other day you were talking about losing Twitter followers. Oh, yeah. Well, um, it, it appears as though uh, Kanye West has, has, has tweeted um, a picture of a one of those MAGA Make America Great Again caps signed yeah. by Donald Trump. And since tweeting it, he seems to have lost over 9 million followers. What the heck? Yeah. 9 million followers? 9 million. In about two hours. G- g- goes to Kanye West's Twitter feed. Um, flipping heck. Uh-huh. That is hilarious. What a... Uh, well, but, it, I mean, I mean, he, uh, he doesn't really care, does he? I don't know, man. Um, he's, he's still got 18.8 million yeah, we had some twenty-seven point six earlier. That's hilarious. It's crazy, you know. That's hilarious. I'll well, let you know. You well, know, not to feel so bad now, but at least we kept landed with the box or whatever. Well, we there we go. Well, Paul, you've... thank you very much. I appreciate the update. Legend, have a good night. Thank you. There we go. Did he call me a legend? I think he did. Well done. Um, I t- it is what we we'll do for the last hour. You can phone in about anything, as per usual, right? But Twitter is closed. Uh, Twitter is closed, and it's. It, uh, I'm, I'm going to try not to open it again for the rest of the show. Um, so, if you were going to tweet me, could you phone in and just tell me your tweet? That's what we'll do. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Don't tweet me because I'm not going to read it until tomorrow, if at all. Right? Because I'm. I, I'm actually. I'm feeling. I'm feeling. I'm feeling I can beat this Twitter thing. So, instead of tweeting me, phone up and and tweet me direct say your tweet to me that's what you can do 0344 499 1000 we'll also go through the rest of this list of fears um number 18 is losing signal on an important call what's that buzz hear that buzz is it this microphone turn this microphone off that one on turn that one on and this one off There's this microphone, isn't it? Flipping it. State of this place. State of this place. So the one microphone we've got. Listen. It's got an electric buzz. But, I mean, this is <laughs> unbelievable, isn't it? Um, let me give LBC a call during the break. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. My name is Ian Lee. This is the Late Night Alternative weeknights from 10 on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 
song calling me Down the road It's where I'll always be Every stop I make I make a new friend Can't stay for long Just turn around and I'm gone again Maybe tomorrow I'll wanna settle down Until tomorrow I'll just keep moving on Down this road That never seems to end When you adventure lies just around the bend So if you wanna join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel light, that's old style Maybe tomorrow I'll wanna settle down Until tomorrow the whole world is my home So if you wanna join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel light, that's old style So um, to to replace the um, replace the gap in my life left by finishing this Beatles audio documentary, twenty eight hours. It's called the um, uh, anthology revisited. People keep asking me. Um, so to re- to to replace that, I've downloaded all two hundred and. 18 episodes of the Lost Lennon Tapes, which is a radio show that went out 1988 to 1992, only in America. Never heard it. And it's interviews and clips and audio and cl- interviews with John, oh, with John and uh, before he died, obviously. Uh, and Sean and you know, it's the stuff and demos and rare stuff and stuff you've never heard. So it's two, it's, they're an hour long each. 218 hours on three episodes so i'm 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 breaking the back of it that's that's where i'm at with that um oh three four i'm fascinated by john lennon i don't think he's i don't think he's as good as everyone says um i I, I bought a box set of course i bought a box set um but there's, there's some of his stuff is incredible some of it is awful awful but some of it is um incredible god is a concept by which we measure our pain you know that song um, I, I, I don't know if I've got it on. Um, it's some song, man. Um, I don't know if I've got it. Let me find it. Hang on, hang on, hang on a minute. 
uh, what's it called? God, I think it's called. Um, I, just, I'm not going to play it all. Right. This is some song. You don't know this song. This is some song.
some song, isn't it? That's the bloke that wrote Day Tripper. Do you know what I mean? I don't believe in Beatles. I just believe in me, Yoko and me. I was the walrus. Now I'm John. The dream is over. Flip it, heck, man. That's some song. And there's there's loads of gems like that tucked away. There's a lot of... You've got to walk through a lot of tripe. But there's songs like that you think, Whoa, man alive. 0344 499 Good evening, Dave. It's actually Daniel, Ian. Sorry, da- sorry, Daniel. My my team have let me down there. I do apologize. It's, Dan- it's Daniel, Catherine, not Dave. You've got it wrong. It's Daniel. Sorry, Daniel. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm a very nervous first-time caller. You sound very nervous. Yet you oh, see, yeah, so I know it's the first time we've spoken, but yet you sound so familiar. I'm so nervous. So, so nervous. Don't be nervous. Let me put my hand on your thigh. Does that make you more or less nervous? More nervous, Ian. I'm going to move my hand up at your thigh a little bit. No, take it away. My hand has been taken away. I respect boundaries. I respect boundaries. Ian, I'm... I'm... I just... I hope you don't mind me calling. I'm very nervous. And now you're Irish. I've always been Irish, Ian. You weren't at the very, very start of the phone call. Have you travelled? Have you cleaned your ears out lately? That, and now you're Mrs. Doubtfire. This is very offensive to people of Cork, where I was born and raised. <laughs> for, a sec- for a second, I thought he was going to say people of colour. And you know what? I couldn't have said anything to that. Couldn't, I had, I, there was no way I could come back against that. Um, but he said people of Cork. Okay, Daniel, I apologise. What would you like to what have you what would you like to say on this our first time of chatting? Ian, I I would like to tell you to speak loudly and proudly that I am a germaphobe and I may need to wash my hands and You face don't and like Germans? Germaphobe. You don't like what does that germs? I am a germaphobe, Ian. Yeah, those and dirty I may little need to germs. wash my hands and face and brush my teeth during this conversation if it lasts more than six minutes. Okay. I had a quick wash just before we began speaking. Okay. Um, but my dream, I have a dream, Ian, <laughs> and my dream is one day to to do a karaoke song. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy that you can amuse yourself with that, Ian. It's the pain. I have a dream to do a karaoke and... All that... Uh, I make this reaction all the time. <laughs> go and That's do a... Go and do a karaoke, then! There'll be, yeah, there'll be pubs everywhere in Cork with karaoke! But don't you know how dirty these clubs are? <laughs> I'm a germaphobe. Oh, yeah, you laugh, you laugh. But I respect you, in despite your... Despite your intolerance towards the germaphobe society... I do respect you as a broadcaster. Tra- tragic comic slams the germaphobe society. <laughs> oh, mate. I um, respect you as a broadcaster. But not as, as a human being. <laughs> a, uh, and uh, most of all, yes. actually, as a vocalist and singer. Thank you. I've heard you sing on this show. Thank and, you. Uh, Great voice. what many people believe, I think oh. you have a strong and powerful voice. Thank you, Daniel. And I would love it if you would accompany me in a duet tonight. (laughs) (laughs) 
I've been practicing for quite a long time. This is this is my gateway into possibly hitting the karaoke bars. This is the gateway. This the is year. the gateway drug. We were you'll you'll be on stage and they'll be trying to pull you off stage, Ooh, I, trying to pull you off stage. You know, well, the song I've been practicing in is yes. uh, "Say Say Say," a duet between. Uh, Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson, and I would love it if you could perform the Michael Jackson part. Um, I don't remember which part is which. Well, Paul begins with... Oh, no. I, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to wash my hands. OK, now you go and wash your hands. Can you just hold on for a second? Yeah, of course we can hold on. Of course we can hold on. We, all all um, disabilities are, are welcome on this show. Okay. You ready? Um, so I'll be Paul. Okay. But, um, okay. Just one second. Let me get back to my comfortable spot. In you got your comfortable spot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you ready? I'm ready. Say, say, say. Not yet. What you want? No, not yet. Ready? Here we go. One, two, three, four. Say, say, say what you want. But don't play games with my affection. Take, take, take what you need. But don't leave me with no direction. All alone, I sit here by the phone, waiting for you, baby. Through the years, how can you stand to hear my pleading for you, dear? You know I'm crying. Fantastic. It's a bit too high, but I think I've I think I've got the essence of the dead junkie. Yeah, I think I have. Here we go. Go, go, go where you want, but don't leave me here forever. You, you, you stay away so long, girl. I see you never. Never do to get through to you. Cause I love you. I've gone higher. Love you. Baby. Baby, standing here, baptizing all my tears. Oh, my baby, it's too crying. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go an octave lower. I'm gonna go an octave lower for the next bit. I think I was a bit too high there. And now we're jumping on the back of um of a wagon, aren't we? Here we go. You, you never ever worry. And you never shed a tear So you in You say you in that my love ain't real I just look at my face and it says I'm crying You, you, you can never say That I'm not the one who really loves you I pray, pray, pray Every day that you'll see <laughs> Girl like I do What can I do? Girl, to get through to you Because I love you Baby Baby Standing here Baptizing all my tears My baby through the years You know I'm crying I wish I was doing Paul McCartney 
Well, I didn't choose Paul by accident, Ian. <laughs> you? Ian, I think that by the end of the year, I may be hitting the karaoke bars of Cork. Well, I wish you the very best of luck, Daniel. You've really brought back my love of life. Thank you very much, and all the best, and all the best to all your millions of listeners. Good night. Oh dear, oh dear, let's go to a break. A star cross soapbox for Sailor Boys, oh. Stable Girls, uh, on the end. and Stripper Grands. It depends who you with and it depends on the situation. Late Night Speech Radio with a difference. Thank you. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. This is the Late Night Alternative, Monday to Friday, 10 o'clock at night. Um, download the podcast as well, iTunes, your usual podcast providers. If you do download it, um, share, subscribe, like, tell people, leave reviews if you can. Uh, it all helps. So we were doing the um, top 20. Where is it? Where is it? Where's it gone? Top fears. So number 50, it, it's an avocado shortage. These are our top fears. Then it jumps to number 19, buying an item... That is uh, reduced for a sale the following week. Eighteen losing signal on an important call. Oh God, no! I pray, I pray for the signal to be lost. Oh, I hate phone calls. I, re- I really, really do. I'm having to take a few phone calls at the moment. I hate it. I love it when the the phone um, goes down. Oh, it's great. Phone goes down. I switch it off because I know they're going to try and call back. Um, 17, having a bad credit rating. It's the biggest fears. 16, website crashing when you're trying to buy a ticket. Again, it, 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 I remember having to... I remember... I remember when I wanted to go and see Jason Donovan in concert when I was uh, 16. I was strange like that. I'm, I'm sure... I'm sure I had to go to the Hammersmith Odeon and buy the tickets. I'm sure I remember queuing outside. Not that old. I can't be that old. Wouldn't I have phoned Keith Prowse? Keith Prowse was the ticket guy in the 80s. Um, I don't know. Anyway. Uh, Forgetting to bring your phone charger. Biggest fear of 14, being asked an awkward question in an interview. Flipping heck, man. What is wrong with people? 13, ending a relationship. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's a toughie. That's a toughie, isn't it? That's a toughie. Here we go. Here we go. Now we're in. Number 12, having to make small talk at a party. Oh, God! Now we're getting there. Now we're getting there. The thing when someone sits down next to you, and what do you do? Oh. Uh, I don't want to talk about it. I'm at a party. I don't want to talk about my life. Um, top fear number 11. Being told you have bad breath. Number 10 is going overdrawn. These are these are dull top fears. If you can better this, 0344-499-1000. These are dull top fears. It's funny. We're in that, that last 35 minutes of the show, and I've noticed that recently, the last couple of weeks, the last 35 minutes of the show have been... I've, I've, I've been a bit quiet, and they've either been 
um, uh, brilliant or awful. There's this weird vibe. Cass, come in, sit on that microphone there, and um, we'll take calls straight to air for the last 35 minutes. Because sometimes it creates magic and sometimes it, um, it doesn't. Um, you'll have to, uh, yeah, you'll have to, you'll have to sit there, block that camera, I don't matter. It's a radio show more than anything else. Let's never, let's imagine. never forget that. They can imagine. They can imagine. Uh, you're so tiny, you're not actually on that camera. <laughs> That's incredible. I'm almost invisible to the human eye. My you're cameras. not, sorry. <laughs> you're not on that camera. That's how small you are. When Kellner comes in or Ross comes in, blocks the whole shot. Boyle sits there. There's nothing. Tiny pocket rocket. Tiny. Well, <laughs> um, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Take call straight to F for the last bit of the show. It is freezing in here, by the way. Yes, mate. I like it cold. I'm not used to it. Normally, there's a transition. I've just jumped in. The yeah, exactly. You've fridge. In the, no, I like it cold. It's it's, 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 it's um. I've always liked it. It's a trick I picked up. I heard that, that David Letterman would always have the studio when he did the um, late night with David Letterman television show. He'd always have it cold. And if you watch it, quite often you'll see the audience in, like, coats and things. And it's, it's brilliant because it keeps the audience awake. Because these TV shows go on for ages. And if you have it warm, people get, get sleepy and, and tired. But also it just keeps you, keeps you on your game as a performer, man. Totally does. Totally does. When we did the 11 o'clock show... Um, Maybe I maybe I was doing it on the eleven o'clock show, and then I heard about David Letterman afterwards. I don't know, but um, I, I'd always ask for it, the studio to be cold because if it was if it was hot, you just get and you just get lethargic, and your timing would just be off. But now my mind is alert. Do you function better before with a, before you've had a wee or after you've had a wee? Um, while I'm having a wee. Okay, that's um, that's really disappointing. Good evening, Line One. You're on the wireless. Oh, good evening, Ian and Catherine. How are you tonight? Very well, thank you, my dear Angela. What a pleasant uh, surprise to hear your delightful voice. That's okay. Thank you, and yours. I just want to ask you something. You've come to the right place. If, if you want to ask me something, then you've definitely come to the right place. I've been seeing this black cat since my friend died. You've been feeling it. No, seeing this black cat. Seeing a black cat. Yeah, okay. Cat, sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, since my friend passed away. I'm sorry to Any hear. ideas? Sorry? Any ideas? Hello? 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 I, yeah, think yeah. There, I think there might be a black cat. I think, I think um, we missed half of the question out. It seemed to jump from... Oh, I've sorry. been seeing a black cat to any yeah, ideas. Since, yeah, since my friend died, I've been seeing this black cat. Right. Um... Mm. Um, uh, well, okay, you want me to say, I think it might be your friend's spirit as a cat, don't you? No, because it's just, it seems weird. I think it might actually be your friend's spirit as a cat. Mm, It's possible. My friend said that. Mm. Hang on, your friend was dead. Yeah, my friend next door seen it as well, so Ah, I don't know. It might be... Why, why, why don't you look at it as um, just your friend who's sadly passed away, just checking in and saying, I'm all right, don't worry about me. I'm a cat now. I'm a cat spirit. I'm going to do what I want. Well, yeah. what if it starts licking its privates and that? 
Then uh, it's not your friend. Well, then it's then it's a cat again. Would your friend? I don't want to be. We don't want to ask any insensitive questions. But when your friend was alive, would they? Did they des- express the desire to be able to lick their own privates? <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. Well, let's just <laughs> keep left a knife bonus. <laughs> <laughs> hey Angela, thanks for that. I'm sorry, sorry for the loss of your friend. No, mate. Sorry about that. Let's go to line two. Line two, you're on the wireless. I think we dealt with that sensitively. Yeah. Okay. Didn't know what that it was. was. Posh by singing. Oh, was it? Was it? If you want to be my lover. I didn't. I couldn't work it out. Okay. Um, I think Velvet's on her way out. Oh. I think she's on her way out. She's going to get taken to the vets on Friday. And I, I nearly replied to the text about her going to the vets on Friday. Don't let her, don't let them put her down until I've spent a weekend with her. But um, I didn't send that because uh, I, I will. I will oh. But she might be all right. She might be the oldest cat today because I looked it up. Um, thirty-eight years old. Oh my god! Yeah, thirty-eight. So I could have another nineteen years. Of that thing. 38. I bet it stinks. That is older than my <laughs> wife. <laughs> that is 38. Flipping heck. Oh. Imagine it. What would what, what it seem? Why do cats not live for, for long? Um. Is it because they're small? That can't be right. Well, Vern Troyer. Oh, bless him. Yeah, I know. Um, Hervé's Vilches. Mm. So. Is it is it small things? Smallness. Is it small things die? Well, no, that can't be true because children grow into adults. Tortai live for ages. Right. Okay. So so it's not that. What is it? What is it that cats breathe fast and you only have a certain number of breath breathes breaths? You only have a certain number of breaths, and um, that cats breathe. <laughs> Oh, I've used up all my breaths. Breaths. Um, and tortoises, tortoises. <laughs> I think. Do you want a serious answer, or are you already answering yourself? Are we waiting for breath two? Yeah. It will come when you're talking. <laughs> I know it will. A cat can have kittens <laughs> when, <laughs> when it's about, you know, when it's one or two years old, right? What's that got to do with anything? About life cycles. You're saying cats are paedophiles? No, so the point of being alive, really... Cats are naturally paedophiles because they want to impregnate one-year-olds. Well, they, they would go with anything, wouldn't well, they, really? And, and, and the French. The French live for a long time, <laughs> and yet they do pretty much the same thing. <laughs> Not with one-year-olds, but not... They've only just... They've only just brought in an age of consent in France. <sighs> they've only just brought... And the reason they brought it in... Because a bloke was charged with having sex with a 12-year-old and got off because it's not against the law over yeah, there. Literally. It was awful. Cats are worse than the, the French. The French. The cat. The French. No. Pepe Le Pew. Well, I was going there, yeah. Pepe Le Pew. Le Pew. Hmm? Pepe what does Le that Pew. mean? I wonder what that means in English. Well, guess Pe- we'll never Pe- know. Pete the Stink oh, three. is what it means. <laughs> four, four. Oh, Pepe, no, Pepe's uh, Frank, isn't it? Yeah, Frank the Stink. Frank the Stink. Yeah, I was going to say I didn't want to pick you up on it. I didn't want to. Ma- I didn't want. Here's here's uh, here's another. So I've got my 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 post-it note here says don't swear, 
And this is my other post-it note, which I'm, I'm just writing now. <laughs> don't, don't be mean to Kath. Don't be little Kath. Well, you've already done that. No, I'll put I that there. I couldn't be littler. <laughs> so I'll put that there. And then I'll put the next one. She can't help it. <laughs> you cheeky swine. Okay, so I've got Anyway, cats. Yeah! Because they can reproduce earlier and they're ad, ad infinitum they're <laughs> they're sexually mature oh yes <laughs> earlier those fit kittens oh fit, stop it fittens <laughs> oh <a> lovely fittens <laughs> so okay so they've done they've done their business so they can die younger and what is so butterflies oh. only last for a day yeah they do their business well early <laughs> But do they know? Does a caterpillar know it's going to become a butterfly? Is it that they, they um, we researched what is inside um, a not an ovid, a chrysalis, chrysalis. What does an ovid? Don't know. It's some sort of egg. cocoon, cocoon, <laughs> cocoon. That's what it was a cocoon. A cocoon. Um, they we researched what's inside a cocoon. Oh my God. Um. By well, I say research by googling, we didn't open a cocoon. You googled what was inside. Google it, and do you know what it is? Yeah, mush, snot, M- mush. This is incredible. So the caterpillar builds a cocoon, <laughs> um, and then its body liquefies, liquidizes, blends. Its body turns li- to snot. Its body liquefies. Then it's reborn as a as a basically a tiny paper bird. <laughs> what paper is, bird? That's what a butterfly is. Oh my god! Because what you think, what you naturally assume is that the caterpillar wings come out. Of the the wings come out, and the body of the 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 butterfly is the caterpillar. Yeah. It's no. not. It turns into mush, mush, and then turns into. Did you know a, that? I didn't know that. It's incredible. Good evening, caller. That reminds me, it's uh, Eurovision soon. to a witch doctor no so guess what i'm getting listen go on cats can get pregnant from 16 weeks fittens guess what i'm getting sent over from united states of america um a balloon a manicopola right she's moving house because she's got rats in her apartment oh god yeah that cat's rubbish then isn't it yeah so she's moving she's having a clear out I should post on Facebook. I'm, I'm, I'm clearing this stuff out. I mean, if anyone is in the, the, this area of New York and you want to come and collect it, you can have it. So there's some b- bits of art and there's stuff like that. And there's one thing. I'm going to find it, right? And I emailed her and I said, Molly, you cannot throw that out, right? You, and no one else had claimed it. I'm l- looking at it going, that, that, is tr- that is an actual piece of treasure. And I said, um, 
I said, Imani, you cannot throw that out. Send it to me, right? I know it's going to cost a fortune in postage. I will pay the postage. But I forbid you to throw that away. And when I buy my house, I'm going to have this, right? It's treasure. Come around and have a look at it. Right. This is actual treasure. <laughs> look, look, look. Oh, my. I'm having that. It's what used to be, in the olden days, a golden di- a gold disc for record sales, except it's this is platinum, and it's a CD, and it's a cassette, <laughs> presented to Imani Coppola to commemorate... Uh, certified platinum sales of more than one million copies of the S-Curve Records cassette and CD Who Let the Dogs Out by the Baha Men. Because she did a duet with the Baha Men who did Who Who Let the Dogs Out. So she's on their album. It's it's, it's some song. And um, and it's a plat- platinum cassette award yeah for a million sales of the baja men here's the thing ian yes catherine it's hers yeah and she don't want it why would you want it (laughs) (laughs) because it's treasure because that is treasure oh because i because i i i i mean i love her and b that's 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 rock that is rock and roll history that is up there with um the glasses john lennon wore when he got shot that is up there with um with uh, the last roll of Elvis's toilet paper. That is up there with... Uh, that is up there. With Mambo's number one, two, three... That wasn't the Baha Men. Four. No, what I'm saying right, is... A bit racist, actually, Catherine. What? You made a connection because the Baha Men are black and Mambo number five no, is black. No, I was black. thinking... Actually, I was thinking crap novelty songs, if we want to go there. Wow. I mean, who well, let the dogs want... out? Well, then you... You want... know what that's about? Well, you won't be using my downstairs toilet in my new house. I won't. Then. I don't want them looking at me, the perverts. <laughs> I'm thrilled by that. I was like, I'll have that. What do you, how much do you want for it? I don't want. It, I don't want any money for it. I'm getting rid of it. Then you're a muppet for getting rid of it. Um, so expect that in the post in the the next few wow. uh, the next few weeks. Do you remember when um, our mate Justin got his first place and he had his um, <laughs> the Wall, Wall of, of Legends? Legends? You know what you're building there. Oh. No, no, no. <laughs> it's the same thing. No, 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 no. It's the same thing. Um, by the way, people phoning in with withheld numbers, we're not doing no. withhelds at the moment. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. We're not, we're not doing withheld numbers at the moment. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. We will take calls straight to air, though, for the rest of the show. This is the late night alternative. Oh, let me just say the YouTube stream is about to end, guys. Say your goodbyes, Matthew, when I close down the periscope. Switch off that YouTube stream. This is Talk Radio. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Call straight to air for the last twenty minutes of the show. Catherine Boyle joins me. Welcome. Yeah. Paul Ross will be uh, in this studio from one o'clock. Hey, what, day, what day is it? It's only Wednesday. Tomorrow we're going to the launch of the new Tomb Raider, Lara Croft Tomb Raider game. Um, it's uh, and you tell me, like all the women are supposed to dress up as Lara Croft. Mm, That's standard. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Okay. Yes, they are. <laughs> um, so that's going to be exciting. I'm looking forward to uh, 
Looking forward to that. What's uh, let's see. Plenty, plenty of stories. Plenty of. So, gr- are we going to go and like play Tomb Raider, and you're going to shout at me? No, well, I tell you what, it's going to be because I went to um, a, a, a launch for um, for a Batman game a few years ago, and basically they take over this place. It will look amazing, and there'll be there'll be Xboxes all around, uh, all around. There'll be a bar. There'll be nibbles. All right, I'll wait for you there. There'll be nibbles. They'll have. I remember last for the Batman game. Sure, it was the Batman game. Um, R two D two was there, like proper R two D two. It was amazing. So there'd be like stuff there. You probably see, uh, you probably see uh, Jonathan Ross there. Yeah. He's always at those events. Uh-huh. I'll introduce you. Do you know him then? I, he always at these events. He always comes over and says hello, Ian. How's it going? So, uh, so yeah, I do actually know. I'm a very good friend. A very good, very good friend of mine. Been to any of his uh, parties? No, I don't like parties, mate. You know, <laughs> you know me. I don't like parties. Right, where are we going with these? Uh, none of these slackers aren't phoning in. These these guys don't deserve this show. Well, forget those guys. Just, just think, guys, this, this show might not be here forever. And that's a boring story. All these stories seem good. The thing is, we're now reviewing news, because these are now yesterday's papers. Yeah. And the papers are a day behind anyway. So we're, we're reviewing, like, really old news. Yeah. What we should have is um, an up-to-date um, online news. Uh, here we go. Most of us can count our cousins. Let me take this phone call. Um, it better be a good phone call. Hello, Nick. Oh, good evening, Ian. Hi, Cal. Hi, Nick. I'm going to do a director's commentary to the trailer for The True Game of Death. Oh, mate, thank you. The Kung Fu movie you have all been dying to see. The true Game of Death. So there's like two guys on motorcycles who are in like Game of Death suits. One's in blue and one's in red. Oh, Bruce, fake Bruce has just uh, put a barrel down. And now there's a recreation of the scene where Bruce Lee is in his yellow jumpsuit. Fighting with uh, some dude. <laughs> this is a Bruce Boitation movie. Right, he just punched the uh, punched the guy uh, in the sumo costume. The legendary Bruce Lee lives again. He overcome his foes with contemptuous ease as he demonstrates why his kung fu skills made him the king. <laughs> Ah, this is a love scene. This is great, this bit. Hang on. This is not really a director's I think we missed some punching there. Bruce Lee is now uh, straddling um, baiting pay. Oh, there's a car chase. (laughs) I'm watching this as soon as I get home. The king of Kung Fu, Bruce Lee, lives again in the true game of death. He's uh, running up some stairs. He's climbing a. Um, I'm not sure what it is. <laughs> I'm not sure what it is. Oh, 
say the trailer or the whole film? Hey, man. Oh, I have to repeat myself to you. I just tell you as a family. If he still refuses, then get rid of it. Okay, so now they're both nude and Bruce has been poisoned and he's kind of like writhing about on a bed. And I think it's, uh, I think it's meant to be implied that this is what caused his death. Oh. His poor neighbours. A spellbinding spectacle of martial arts at their most exciting. I bet they're used to it. There's some like, weird dude in a red cape and he's kind of glowing and now he's disappeared. Okay. It's not, not really a director's commentary, it's audio for the blind. Yeah. He's fighting the fat dude again with a moustache. Okay. <laughs> Talk about the time my mum watched an entire film with that on. I can't hear you. What? My mum watched a whole film once. Enchanted, mm. right? Yeah. I lent it to her. I said, oh, you'll like this. It's fun. Yeah. It's a fun Disney film. She watched the whole thing. She came back to me. Yeah, the narration's a bit annoying, isn't it? I went, what? She said, all the way through it, narration. Oh. And I went, what do you mean? She went, and it's it's daft. It's not even telling the story it's saying. And now she's walked in wearing a different dress. I went, right, you put audio the audio description on. Oh, no. She watched the whole thing with audio description. What a muppet. That's your mother. Mm. It explains so much, Standard. though, Catherine. Standard. Good evening, line two. Hello, Ian. Steve from Twickenham here. Hello, Steve. How are you? Very well, Steve. Thank you. Very well indeed. Well, I'm just preparing for my job. It starts at four o'clock in the morning. Whoa. Ask. Ask what it is. Hello? What? What is it? Well, it's it's the morning spike. <laughs> <laughs> There's no preparation required for that, surely. Well, Steve, shouldn't you be um, having a sleep now? No, 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 no. I'm just reading through the papers. Um, what I do, I listen to your story, uh, your um, yes. show, and I get all bitter. And I, I'm, I'm very high profile. I know very high profile journalists. Yes. And I, I just repeat what I listen to your show to them, and then I review it on mine. Well, Steve, I hope, um, I hope your spike doesn't cause you too much pain. Thank you very much indeed. <laughs> <laughs> um, did I do the rest of those um, things that we're worried about? Did I finish that? Um, parties. We've got to parties. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Whoa. Whoa. I don't know. The last 35 minutes just feels that it, it's sort of comes off the rails a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what mm. I mean, girl? Yeah, the one thirty flop. <laughs> That's the sun. Anyway, did I finish it? I must. I must have finished it. You think so? You tidied it away. Oh no, I hadn't at all. Right. Oh. Um, it gets quite depressing then. So these are the topic things. Um, going overdrawn. Number nine. Number nine is uh, number nine. Losing the passport just before a holiday. Oh, yeah. My new passport's on the way. <gasps> it's on the way, baby. Uh, number eight is being late for work. <laughs> Who cares about that? Who cares? Seven is alarm not going off. God, these people lead uh, really Do boring lives. Yeah, exactly. No number six, needing a filling at the dentist. Number five, running out of petrol in the middle of nowhere. Well, that's easily avoidable. 
Are these people not seeing Saw? That's my greatest fear. Being invited to play a game. Invited to play a game. Four, not being able to pay mortgage. Three, not getting enough sleep. Two, having insufficient savings. Number one, being a massive whinging baby. That's what that Hang is. Hang on, so sleep more than not being able to pay your mortgage? Oh, mate, 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 mate. Come mate. on. Most of us can count our cousins on our fingers. <laughs> but if you take a look, a wider look, this is in the Daily Mail. If you take a wider look at your family tree, you might find a few thousand more. <gasps> the average Briton has 17,000 living blood relatives. Gosh. They've been checking to make sure they're all white. Most of them second, <laughs> third, or even up to eighth cousins. This is not news. This is called genetics. The majority of them are thought to live across the globe, while only 1,200 are in the UK. It means that a typical Wembley Stadium crowd would include three cousins. <laughs> Oh, right, yeah. Well, probably, because I go to concerts with my cousins. A study of, uh, of this... Con- this uh, Sorry? Careful. This company's... Companies. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> I've done that for a long time. A study <laughs> of this company's... See what a pro I am not drawing attention to it. No, and what I will do, because I have to do, is uh, that was a, F- a Freudian slip. Um, but if anyone was offended by that, I just, that was a genuine, genuine mistake, and I, I humbly apologise. Um, a study of the company's database of 7 million people showed that we have 16,895 living relatives on average. Mm. But the Scottish typically have even more, with 21,000 cousins. Um, the, the honour that the research was conducted in honour of DNA Day. Well, that's not a thing. Which marks the 1953 discovery of the double helix. My kid's a genius, right? He had an elastic band, and he said, "Daddy, he's my six-year-old." Gosh, not even the. Um... My six-year-old. I'm going to make some DNA out of this elastic band, right? And he twisted it. And all it was was a twisted elastic band. Like a model he of was it. Trying to make, but he was trying to make a model of it. Six-year-old. Genius. Flipping it. Can't tell the time. But... But he's definitely going to Cambridge. He can do double helixes. It's maybe well, even a quadruple helix. Didn't um, Einstein, he didn't speak till he was about 12 or something? Um, well, the, the thing is, you, you've taken half of a fact and you've now broadcast it as a fact. Yeah, spreading it. Um, it, was, it wasn't 12, it was like 5. All right, whatever. But, you know, late. Well, well, there's a difference between 5 and 12 of about 9 years, so... Doesn't matter. So anyway, you can be clever in some things and not clever yeah, in others. Yeah, what I'm saying is my boy did a, a DNA with a, with a rubber band. Yeah, so he needs to tell the time. Admittedly, it was a rubber band he'd found on the floor and then was chewing, but... Oh, my God. You know. Apple doesn't fall far from the tree, does it? Um, well, no. Why would an apple fall far from the tree? It just drops straight down. It's gravity. Mm. <laughs> you can't do that face anymore. This is my face. This is my resting face. Um, apples fall... No, apples do not fall far from the tree. Would, would you, would, would, well, that's like, a stupid thing, you're because the, if you're, you're going to grow into another apple tree, you're going to be right in the way. You're in the middle. No, because birds eat it and birds do... Uh, uh, don't swear. 
birds poo, poo it miles away. So, so you're, you're, you're like, um, you're in the desert. What's this on the floor? It's an apple. Where did this? Oh, it must have fallen far from the tree. Because there's apple trees like 20 miles away. And, and, in a and, desert? Uh, you, the desert has to have a curb. <laughs> what? Like a curb, a boundary. <gasps> Where the grass grows. No, but there's a... Hands up. Okay, hands up. Out of us two. Mm. Hands up who's been in the desert. My hands up. I think I've, I went to Tenerife. So my hands up. So I'm the only one in this room that's actually been in the desert. Right. That, that's correct. Yeah, we, you, that's a fact. Oh, yeah. no, I went to Vegas. That's in the desert. No, 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 no. Hands up who's actually toiled. Toiled? Hands up who's actually toiled with their bare hands in the desert. Again, it's just me. Is a portal just me. Just me. Toiled. So, yeah, toiled. What were you toiling? So here's the thing, right? <laughs> so you've got... You've no, wait, wait, wait. What were you toiling? I was picking up litter in the desert. Were you? Yes, I was. What for? Because people had left litter in the desert. Don't bother anyone. I picked it up. It's my job. It's my job was picking up litter in the... This is... This is... God, what did you do? So, right. So here's the thing. So a desert has to start somewhere, mm-hmm. right? So... At one point, here's the thing. I walked out of my horrible flat the other day, and it and it was a sunny day. I walked out, and it was I was dry. I took five steps, and it was showering. I went, that's weird. I thought, I wonder. I walked back, and it was dry. Oh. I was on the edge of a. I was on the edge of a shower. I was on the edge of a shower. It's like that film, The Phantom Tollbooth. Have you seen that? Mm-hmm. Where he's filmed, then he goes through, and he's cartoon. It was like that. Dry then wet. Dry, dry then wet. Paul, come in. We've had a we've had a we've had a mishap. Move that tripod out of the way, fella. Right. Sit down there. When he <laughs> says fella, he means me. <laughs> <laughs> well done, woman. Know your place. <laughs> Paul Ross. Good evening. Good evening. Welcome to you. It's nice to have you here this evening. What have we got tonight, please? Well, a very sad story tonight, and um, we're going to Singapore because their most famous citizen has died at the age of twenty-seven. He's the world's only, he was the world's only tropical polar bear. Born in captivity, kept in a kind of icebox there. Massive place, but these are creatures that are meant to roam constantly. Yeah, yeah. The world's greatest predator on land yeah. because they get so little prey. They're attuned to everything. And basically, this poor thing had been in a prison for 27 years. Now, in the wild, polar bears tend to live 14 to 17 years. So you could argue he had 10 years extension on his life. Yeah, but what a what terrible a life. life. And it's really, yeah. We've already spoken to an animal psychologist about it, which has really upset me. And we're hoping to cross live to Singapore for their view on it. Because I do wonder whether this should be a kind of Indian... Why are we keeping bears and gorillas and these elephants in zoos? I don't... And they say we work with them and learn from them. You no. could learn from them on nature reserves. Zoo, well, zoos in this country are Victorian thing, weren't they? Because we, we, people didn't see, didn't know yeah. what things Couldn't travel like. and, yeah. So, yeah, but I, I hate zoos. I tell you what I hate more than zoos. Um, bird houses. You know when you go to some places yeah. and there's like bird houses, you got like owls and eagles in these things, yeah. you think. Well, there's yeah. one quite near where I'm renting a place, um, over, it's Pinner Memorial Park, where there's a wonderful museum to William Heath Robinson, the cartoonist mm. who made all those weird images. Oh, yes. And, but there's a, there's a birdhouse which is full of like budgerigars and the odd cockatiel. And I suppose that's the same feeling, but you're thinking they can't fly naturally. No. It's about the size of the mm-hmm. studio. Yeah. And again, they must, and they do, they go psychotic, they go stir crazy, they're even, and polar bears, you know, kind of, 95% our DNA, apparently. I don't quite know how they work that out. But also, they should be, you know, wild and free. Even as a young kid, 
that I felt there was something suspicious about zoos. Yeah. <clears throat> I always felt there's something. There's not quite. Once you get over the, the joy. Then you go to these wonderful. I'm a big fan. One of my favourite places in the world is Monkey World in Dorset. Have you been there? I've been there, yeah. Taking the oh, kids there. They used to love I it. I love it there. And I go there as often. I, I, I go there at least once a year. And they rescue monkeys from, yeah. like, laboratories and from Spain, where... They... Look at me. You <laughs> speak the language. Well, I'm not complicit with the monkey torture. Um, you, and didn't, you didn't fight for Franco, did you? Let's face it. <laughs> and this is kind of... It's, it's not a zoo, but, you know, because they've got loads of space yeah. they can run around. Yeah, it's lovely in, there. It's like rehabilitation for them. It's a great place. It's like that sloth world place we crossed you a few weeks ago on the show when everyone was obsessed oh, yeah. with sloths in Costa Rica. Oh, yeah. They do something civil, but at least there they keep them, and the minute they're healthy enough, if they choose to, at yeah. their very slow pace, wander off their lounge yeah in dorset they're pretty much monkey ball but monkey ball is massive isn't yeah, it? yeah it's huge it's a great place there's you should do a show from there oh. you should do a show for yeah, monkey world yeah yeah i'd love that i love monkey world i've never been i've always wanted to go i was supposed it's a crazy to... dream or vision for you <laughs> kev is it oh mate honestly go it's the best place how old are your little ones or they are seven and nine that's the optimum monkey yeah, world age they and they watch the, the tv show yeah. i took the boys last year and they were, kind of, they were kind of excited about it but as soon as they walked in they went there's a monkey! <laughs> and they just Who ran, and, it, and it, the whole day was that. And um, we've got 20 seconds, Paul. Anything else you want to play? Uh, we're talking politics, we're going to the movies. The big film this weekend, of course, is the latest Avenger blockbuster, so we're talking about that. A couple of other interesting films about. And we're joined by our favourite, the Bolton thoroughbred that is Carl Hartley, with his unique northern take on the sport from 145. Looking forward to that. Paul Ross on at 1 o'clock. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you, Sam. We will be back tonight at 10 o'clock. Uh, until then, from us, ta-ta.